0: People, on the left. And when I get nervous, I walk And usually I speak too quickly So if you don't understand anything, just keep it to yourself and pretend you did I'd be very, very careful who you talk to you about that Because the person who wrote
1: that is dangerous
0: Let's do it Alright, so I'm going to read uh, the introduction to episode 53 of the... Uh, well, formerly known as the Dissect Podcast, and that's what it was called at the time, um, which happened to be, well, it was released on uh, two days after Christmas in 2018. Yeah, five
2: five years ago about.
0: Yeah, and that happened to be a conversation with, you know, who we have coronated, the undisputed king of the Airdyne, Mr. Nate Pack. Um, anyway, so the introduction for that particular podcast reads, The guys... Speak with Nate Pack about capacity and tolerance, about the engine and its gas tank, and get down in the weeds about numbers, which is no surprise, as Nate holds a PhD in bioengineering and is a self described smart guy. I used to be. Used to, uh, <laughs> I'm a lot less <laughs> smart now. <laughs> lot can change in five years yeah. apparently, and we will talk about some of that. Uh, he also has a high degree of mastery in extensive effort during the conversation. they all of us uh, divulge the secret workout everyone has been asking for and the dietary pairings used to amplify its effect. Finally, this is an exercise in fitness podcast. They analyze the numbers in order to coronate the undisputed king of the air dime and discuss how to plot the linear progression curves. Of power and time to expose truth, something like that.
2: Yeah, it brings brings back some memory. Yeah, as as I recall, That's the I the help. key dietary pairing was uh,
0: spam. I uh, cons- do recall that it, we may have been yeah. mocking, uh, C- consisting the- of hips, lips, and
2: ani at that time. <laughs> I've I moved on to some different pairings, but exercise and some nutritional interventions
0: so nate and i we're gonna i don't know what we'll we'll end up talking about today but um yeah it's probably been two or three
2: years when i last saw you in person yeah and five years ago since we spoke at length at length yeah but i was a different human being three two or three years ago even one year ago i was a very different human being than i am today
0: there's less of you now than the uh That that New Year's Eve, um, which uh, and that journey, that objective to lose. What did you say? Between fifty and sixty pounds since. Yeah, I
2: I think I was about two hundred thirty pounds at our last meeting. Okay, I increased that to about two hundred forty, and I'm just below one hundred eighty now. So it's it's currently more than sixty pounds lost, but that honestly is just across the exterior change that's just, oh, sure. you know so that's not the big part but
0: yeah it but it's the you know because we are society is mostly surface oriented um we place a lot of value on things according to how they appear so of course the surface appearance is you know if anybody's listening to a fitness podcast most of them don't actually give a fuck about actual fitness they <laughs> they care about the appearance of fitness okay, sure, so sure. um and I, yeah. th- th- that kind of statement is exactly what got me kicked out of Jim Jones <laughs> I was mocking the clients and the, and the sure. certified instructors, some yeah, shit like that. Anyway, it's um, the, the, the physical
2: in, in very brief summary. Um, I mean, there was a lot to lead up to what got me to 240 pounds. Sure. In the beginning of October, 2022, it's now one year later. Yeah. And to have made the changes to lose the 60 pounds and change my physiology, restore what builds endurance. What it, you, it was a lot of effort. Yeah. A, a tremendous amount of effort.
0: So I think our journey starts together in 2008.
2: Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I think the very end of
0: 2008. Very. Yeah. And at that time, prior to 2008, you had. Done very well at the Logan to Jackson bike race, two hundred and six miles, seven thousand vertical feet, uh, et cetera. Racing out, of, racing out of the citizen category, if I recall. Yeah. yeah. Um. A cup, and and I, when I say done well, um, you can provide the detail there because I don't yeah. want to step on it.
2: It's so I I started. What for me is my my event is Lodija. Yeah. A two hundred. And three to 206 mile bike race depending on okay on, depending on construction changes and yeah. so forth over the years i first did that uh on the one year anniversary after nine eleven. okay so in 2002 early september and I, I started that year on a whim a friend introduced me to it i don't know how i started and within two or three years it turned out that i knew how to put grit to my service i pushed hard yeah and by five years in probably around 2006 i had broken the elusive 10-hour barrier yeah and realized whoa, i may have a, a bit of talent here for
0: extensive effort for, of for this extensive time, which is efforts like high power output relative to the t- duration yeah. and Although there are sprinters who can far
2: exceed my my short term
0: power. Oh sure.
2: And there are more efficient people, um, and and that we can return to that point because yeah. what I had to do during twenty twenty three was rebuild efficiency of endurance. But around two thousand six to two thousand ten, I I got pretty good. Yeah. I, I set the course record. I set the king of the mountain. I set very fast times. But always, I wasn't agreeable to the terms of bike racing because you had to pay a lot of money to be on teams with licenses.
0: So I skipped those. And also, if I recall some conversations early on, you know, one of the things, and it was something I tried to resist until I decided I wanted to win a race and wasn't strong enough, so I needed to have a team. But I tried to resist this idea of, you know, hiding from the wind on the road, of, of, you know it's the smartest who wins not the toughest and i wanted it to be the toughest and you were the toughest um in that same sense of like look i don't want to uh given a different temperament you could have raced on the road really really well yeah um it,
2: it you know and i and it, i did on occasion when i chose to do that
0: and yeah but let me not I don't want to be dismissive of others' talents. No, 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 of course not. They're they're amazing. But I want to differentiate between this idea of, you know, we're at the end of one of, and I can't remember if it was 2009 or 2010 when I had, you know, done reasonably well in my category. You know, I went into a two-up sprint in the final and then, you know, lost two seconds, which meant 12 places because I had been on the front for too much. You did too and, much work and others sat in and others sat in and benefited from it, which you know meant that they had more capacity at the end. And that's the smarter way to race. But the ultimate compliment for myself that came from Logan to Jack that came out of any of those long races that I ever did um, were, you know, guys at the end come out up and go, man, you're really fucking tough. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that doesn't show in the, you know, top 10 unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah go from second place to 12th place but you know still within 10 you know 2 seconds of the guy who won it's a different thing and so i what i found really fascinating when we first began talking was this idea of you know uh going it alone of one man against it all essentially of Leaving Logan with this idea that I don't need help I'm just going to see what I am personally capable of over the next well in the beginning I can't remember what the the time was for your first thing but again you break the elusive 10 hour thing and then and then 9 becomes an interesting yeah. <laughs> goal to <Yeah>. chase.
2: <laughs> it was you know during that time and and I really do appreciate us differentiating if you want to win bike races, going it alone is stupid. Uh, it's a, You can't. and Unless it's a time trial. Unless it's a time trial.
0: And then you're forcibly on your own.
2: And if you can win from the front solo in the fashion that I would choose yeah. against teams, you're in the wrong category. Yes. Because just step up to three categories higher and
3: you won't be doing and that. And you won't be that guy. Yeah.
2: And I sort of wanted to eschew that piece of it and say, I don't give any concern about what my category is. I want the opportunity to pursue my limit, which from 10 hours became nine and a half, became nine. And it took from 2002 until 2013 before I was, had finally developed the ability to break nine hours solo. That's, that's, you know 9000 feet of climbing over 200 miles at, at 23 miles an hour there's there's a lot built into that statement but it it was the first step towards seeing what I was capable of at that time
0: yeah i mean i, f- I feel like you had the capacity to go under 9 in 2010 <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I believe because I, 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 I feel like in the, in the two years leading up to that day, um, we'd done a decent amount of work in the gym, figured some things out nutritionally that were additive to what you had already developed physically and psychologically. And it sh- certainly seemed in 2010 that you were um, all the way up and it was out. It was that intersection of Alpine, wasn't it? Fucking piece of metal on the road. Yeah, yeah, it was actually right. up in
2: Hoback, so okay, a little bit further. But it's it, what what you're saying, and I I really want to stand on this point for a minute because it cannot be overstated. I had a stronger, more capable capacity in 2010, certainly more than I do in 2023.
0: Yes, just and understood.
2: Yet, I was not yet able. Partially because of a flat tire, yeah. but partially because of the psychological development that was needed in 2010 that I didn't yet possess, yes. which in 2023 I've worked to rebuild, which confers the ability decades later perhaps to yeah. go faster than before because of psychological changes more than physical capacity
0: were the, psycholo- the, the psychological capacities that you possessed in 2010. Let's just say physical ability overran psychological ability. And therefore, the weak point is the psychological ability. Um, and, you know, those are the things that we're always working on in fitness, which you can overcome in a physical sense with, you know, let's just say relatively little effort compared to when it comes to um, mind and spirit. Um but sure. did were the were the capacities that you had that were you actively fighting them and that bled you know physical energy away um as opposed to the report after Logan and Jackson 2023 that you you know the the, the description that you wrote down and sent to me, like, oh my God, he I and and the only word that I could use to describe it is that I feel like you experienced some sort of psychological freeing, a liberation that allowed you to express even slightly diminished physical capacity in a much in exponentially greater way yeah um so I guess my my question about two thousand ten is was there an internal battle that prevented you from expressing the um the physical capacity that you had? As as opposed to that psychological condition being more neutral. Yes. Uh, But but neutral yet not yet appropriate to the task. Let me me
2: talk to it and and maybe we'll kind of ping pong back and forth. Yeah. There were some self-sabotage actions and habits of the time that hindered me physically. Despite having this big engine, which I had worked tremendously hard to build let's set aside the weight loss at that time because I had 15 pounds more to lose that I I didn't get done. I was so focused on being the biggest horse in the race that I would use watts to prove it.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: I didn't chase speed on a course that, you're judged by how fast you get to the end, which is speed.
0: Not how many watts you put out.
2: Not how many watts. And so I would do things like intentionally burn my watts on downhills. Where if I, what I'm going to get an extra half a mile or two miles an hour more, hammering a downhill, whereas if I had conserved that big ego for the uphill, I'd have gained six minutes. So there was a tactical
0: egotistical yeah. thing that that's the psychology. I don't the the, the needing to prove something yes. and then start narrowing the parameters of the competition until it. Uh, it, it suited what you were trying to prove. Yep.
2: And and, cool. and, a, and a piece of that, it, it's really, maybe it takes a fork in the road there. One half of that is um, intentionally not pacing to prove. Yeah. I will go all out from the beginning and wring out every energy system en route. That's, consider a 60 second all out effort. Yeah. No one can sprint, you know, creatine sort yeah. of sprint for 60 seconds. Yeah. It's
0: a a different energy source.
2: But if you paste 60 seconds, you'll get a better score. Whereas if you go out...
0: And do the first 30.
2: You will blow everything to shreds. And my ego in one half of that fork was bleed everything in root to prove to yourself and others that you are a hard man. Yeah. The other side was the psychological shortcoming of the ego of needing to prove externally that you see the extra chub here on those legs and you see that not quite fitting the horse jockey build to the world and i needed to prove fuck y'all yeah this motor it did not come for free and i'm gonna prove to you that anywhere i am the best even though deep down inside so this i didn't care about their competition because it was all about me doing my fastest pace so it was a weird and yet, once you
0: get on the road, it's hard <laughs> not to care. Like you get drawn into this idea of competition in a way. And then suddenly you're face to face with people who, you know, are judging in a oh, way yeah. Yeah. based on appearance. Again, we started the podcast with that. And, and then, and so obviously this, the psychological condition that you were in was inextricably tied to physical appearance.
2: Uh, yeah. And the impressions that other had others had of me
0: of you based on that or that
2: I thought they may have had. Cause very likely most do not care. Yeah. They're so
0: self-absorbed and I was too. They don't care. They don't, they didn't even, you might, you, may, you might, they did. Well, of course, I mean, this is, man, this has come up. I don't know. The last 20 years of my life, I've just slowly recognized situations where it's not about the other person's expectations, the problem is my expectations about their expectations <laughs> and then how I would react to their expectations if they had them. But they don't because they don't, like as you said, they're entirely so self-absorbed after all we're talking about road cycling. So um, sure, sure. so that's an aspect. <laughs> you know, there, there,
2: there was another side piece and I will candidly admit that this persists today. Okay. And it's a humorous external experience, uh, uh, a presentation of self. When you show up to the start line of of Lodija, my favorite race. Yeah. I want a disposable vest, but I don't have endless funds to throw away a vest at mile 30, so I wear a garbage bag. (laughs) And that sends, that signals to them, does he even know what he's doing? So I'll show up. I mean, you're not in (laughs) jean
0: shorts, though, at least. (laughs) It's not that bad.
2: (laughs) But over the years. But it starts at,
0: you know, okay, uh, citizen category starts at 5 a.m., Racing groups start at six? Category groups start at six? Uh,
2: You know, that's probably a less relevant point. But I'm just
0: saying it's cold in the morning.
2: It's cold in the morning. Even if I were starting later than them, it was my choice to keep me warm. (laughs) Plus, it also sends this humorous signal. They're like, does he even know what we're doing here? Because they have 10,000 decked out, dollar decked out bikes. Oh, yeah. And I am sort of saying... I have a garbage bag. I'm basically a hobo and I'm a chubby hobo at that. Just wait until the hill when I drop y'all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they, so come I was, across, they come across the garbage bag. So I was playing a little bit
2: <laughs> sure. on forcing their perception. Yeah. I was making them have an opinion, even though, that, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. It, it remains to be funny. I did it in 2023. No shit. And I've had yes. people come up to me. You're a garbage who? bag, dude. And they're like, some had my reputation had preceded me on occasion. Sure. And they said, "Are are you Nate?" Yep.
1: <laughs> because, How could you tell? <laughs> because there's an
2: irony and humor for someone oh. who, um, had built a reputation, maybe deservedly. Yeah. Um. If If I pause there and circle back to the progression that gets me towards the downfall and the pride that preceded that downfall. Around 2013, my deliberate focus on elements of strength training waned Mm. for a variety of reasons, uh, in part due to the fact that working with you was now not happening. Yeah. And you have always been whether you know the extent of it or not, a key inspiration that drove me to um, combined strength and endurance training. I got incredibly strong up to 2013. I broke the course record. I was going to say, which was a good year. It was a good year. I, I finally did the sub nine sub, hour solo. Yeah. It has never been done. I've spoken to the race director and plus it's well known. You can look at times people don't yeah. do that solo. And the next year, I would say that was my most freakish year. I was freakishly strong. That's when I did all of the fan bike aerodynamic nightmares. Okay, that led to uh, the unfortunate experience. My my thirty year old brother died two weeks before Lodija. That leaves a mark. Oh, and I yeah. I am not um, a stranger to death in the family. My dad died when I was a young teenager. Now it was my brother, all of my uncles, and, and most of my family members of my father's side never made it to age 50. And we,
0: uh, I, I recall that we had a conversation about this. I don't remember the detail. This is a hereditary thing that you have been somewhat concerned about in your own yeah. physicality. Be, you don't need to address it. If,
2: but, but it's no, there's nothing sensitive about it. Okay. And th- the truth is um, genetics frequently trump lifestyle that's not always the case and there's a, a many examples where that's exactly untrue yes but in my case if you don't tackle your weight your fitness your endurance your management of health nutrition and so forth that underlying factor of a cardiac symptom yeah exists in me and that puts me at a more grave risk than most but it appears to be strongly controllable. Okay. By fitness, and to see people in my own family um, struggle with these and die, my younger brother who died at thirty, um, he he died from some different choices of of meth and heroin, and coupled with his own short straw of type one diabetes. Some of that he didn't pick. Some he chose. He chose. It was a, sure. the combination. Regardless of what led to his death, it hit me quite hard because I'm very close to my siblings. All of my, I have three remaining. There were five mm-hmm. of us total. And, and I went into Lodija that year in 2014 on a mission. And I was so strong because I hadn't yet deteriorated deteriorated my own endurance. Sure. And I attacked with such brazen and it was, it was the candor and boldness of I'm going to go win this race. Now, if you'd like to even be close, feel free to jump on and then drop them anyway and watch the chasing pack of five who had all won their respective categories in prior years flail about watching me churn up the road just minute upon minute into them. That was my year, 2014 By mile mm, around mile 80, I had a seven minute gap by mile 90. It was close to nine thereabouts. It's, it's been a long time. Yeah. And then those extra wings given me by my deceased brother were replaced by an emotional swell that, was beyond my ability to resist and I didn't want to resist it. I needed the catharsis that it brought and I stopped mile 90 to the incredible amusement of the motorcycle who sits along my side, making sure I never draft. Yeah. And when the chasers came upon me also in bewilderment of what's he doing? And I said, listen, guys, this is going to be your day. I need to reflect and sit with this today. I needed my catharsis for the remaining 115 miles, which I took and enjoyed, ended up syncing up with a friend who I eventually reeled in. It was a turning point for various reasons, but not the only turning point. It said, there's way more under the hood than what you thought because it was the psychology that exposed this greater physical capacity. Yeah. It's there. And I still finished in a nine hour, 40 minute, which for some people, it can take decades to touch a 10 hour. And so it was amusing to them that I sat up for a hundred miles and still rolled. (laughs) 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 Um, Because that's where I was at in 2014.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Obviously I was, in my own if we're talking about 2014 i was in my own fucking a, different a different, right. hell, a right? different a different hell a different a different hell, hell. Yeah. um which if we bring that up now is like yeah the first four months of 2014 i was in tel aviv which right you know maybe we'll get to talk about some current events in a sure, in a sure. later on if we run out of other things to talk about but um but i, I did not realize that that had happened in 2014 i i uh I knew that in 2013 because I was kind of paying attention and we would maybe text back and forth then I you know it's uh, ten years ago now, but that um that had been you had done the 856 eight59
2: actually a few, oh, it was second only a few seconds night <laughs> <Damn laughs> it. but it's <laughs> i i i I, sur- I broke the nine hour barrier that was ten years in the making yeah uh, in given that we were talking about endurance today, it can't be overlooked that when I endure, there, there's no short path for me. I mean, this is—I'm I mean, now that, 25 years in, yeah.
0: And so, 25 years in, but and you've raised, done that race 22 times. Is that it, tw-
2: I've competed, loaded jet 22 times, 20 times, 22 consecutive times. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is you know how long it takes to ride 22 loaded jets? At least 22 years. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because you're they're not doing it any more frequently than once per year once per year yeah
0: um i mean I, obviously there's been some other things along some other in, entertaining and um, things you know along the way sure um sure,
2: sure but it's that
0: seems to be the one
2: loaded yeah. has i feel like it unlike some of the fan bike the airdyne challenges
0: yeah. or rockwell rockwell
2: do, i i we're going to get to that because okay. those were some tremendous failures that happened since our last conversation 5 years ago. Yeah. I'm not afraid to go hard, but my natural aptitude requires the grit that can only be found with duration. Yes. Not I'm not devaluing a 1-hour time trial. I've, I'm not horrible at 1-hour time trials or 15-minute time trials or even a 200-meter sprint. Well, I am I do suck at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but there is something that can only be explored when you've wrung out the psychology that accompanies physical yes. exact exef- effort over duration. You it, know this. You've fifty six hours.
0: You've 60, done it. Sixty three. Sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't uh, let me shortchange this. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> um, This is an interesting and 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 unfortunately, I'll say, the more physically adept you become. The longer it takes to reach the psychological condition that you're seeking. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we are younger. We start focusing on that. We know there's like, I think there's this underlying current of what the, 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 there's an unconscious knowledge of what we are seeking through endurance effort that we ignore or don't see necessarily and focused so much on the physical part because it also generally physical development provides faster feedback yeah and so you and it's measurable and it's measurable you can go from being able to sustain 400 watts to 415 and you and, and you know that physically you are a more capable person Did any psychological changes um, occur along that physical trajectory? Probably not because of the focus on the number, the focus on physical capacity. And it would take something, and I've seen this of, you know, working in the physical, psychological domain, whatever, however long it's been now, where it takes some sort of psychological catharsis or emotional catharsis to break that pattern. And it, from what you just described, it seemed like in you know 2014 is the year when that psychological catharsis happened where you proved the physical point for 90 miles, you got overwhelmed by the breaking emotional wave, and that seems to be Something that changed this changed your trajectory that allowed you to arrive in twenty twenty three in and the how you described that race this year um one month ago, essentially, yeah yeah, uh five weeks, i guess um I was like, wow, this is It's not a physical change. It's it's something else. It's something else. This isn't, you know, Nate 3.0, 4.0, you know, whatever it is, you know, over the course of us knowing each other, I, I just, I, I felt like I've been really fortunate to witness this journey, this physical and psychological confrontation with self and how it has shaped you over that. It's, I guess, 15 years. Yeah. Since
2: there's 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 a couple of points. Um before I get on to the what came of twenty fifteen to twenty twenty three, yeah. Which is an important note because despite having experienced and witnessing the benefit of the psychological, the stubbornness of this number crunching academic wouldn't let go. But before I step on that, another problem I've seen many times over with with people I have trained and in myself and as with experience, it takes a longer duration to achieve that psychological fulfillment or, or mm-hmm. exposure, what, whatever the words might be. Because it takes longer and longer, you go longer and longer. And yeah. in so doing you necessarily further erode your ability at the high end because you avoid it because you don't get the high. Yeah. And then you've weakened yourself so much in a 10 minute effort. Now you won't even expose yourself to it that you'll just go from 24 hours to 36 hours. Yes. And now, well, now you need 40 hours. Well, now your 10 minute powers are there. So after 2014, 2015, I knew the psychological had more to offer my
0: abilities yeah. than the physical. Because you had, like, basic, did you have that sense that in the durations that you're thinking about and the power up as you think about, that you more or less, and I will just in air quotes say, maxed out your physical potential? Is that sort of? It, well, y-
2: yes, but only because i wanted to, to keep doing threshold 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 and without going into that pit of confusion yeah what i mean is i wanted the feeling of going dang hard for a dang long time but never truly hard and never truly efficient sure and i because i couldn't push that capacity higher the 1 hour power wasn't going from 415 to 420 to 4 yeah <sighs> that 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 required a bigger base, what I was that I was unwilling to give. I chose duration. And that rabbit hole got me weaker and weaker and weaker. Sure. And my response to that was do more threshold. And I dug a hole and I, I'm gonna capture five years in one between okay. twenty sixteen to twenty twenty one. And this overlaps what happened in our last conversation in late twenty eighteen. I had planned at that time to go do a 500-mile solo ride. Yeah. Early 2019. I failed. At 320 miles, I'd also gained a lot of weight. It wasn't yet COVID, but I was up to 215
0: pounds. So you're practicing for COVID? (laughs) (laughs) I was gaining my 20, 30, 40.
2: And that, that sabotage led to, I don't have a higher threshold capacity. I'm slower for my effort because I'm fatter. Yeah. I'm unwilling to do the true duration. And I think you and, and Sean Kingrey pointed out in, inside conversations that you, that I was, uh, uh, communicating in, but Nate, you're not even doing true distance either. You don't do the distance. You don't do the high end. You're trying to, Hammer this with the same big hammer you used 10 years ago. You're spinning wheels here, buddy. But my ego said, I can do this. Yeah. And I pushed and I pushed and I gained the weight and I pushed and I pushed. I failed on my effort to do my first Everest, which is, you know, climbing 29,000 feet in a single up and down the same hill climb. I failed. I failed, I failed, I fa- There were a handful of failures that, along with weight gain, that they didn't align with the learning I had in 2014 yeah. because I wouldn't let go of numbers and pushing. The, the,
0: the pre-2014 uh, yes. habit, let's say. Uh, Everesting in Salt Lake Valley, Butterfield? Uh, Snowbird. No shit.
2: Yeah. I needed to do it nine consecutive times all the way to Alta. Yeah. From below the marquee. Yeah. And at six times up, my back imploded. Yeah. But it's not simply because I didn't have the motor. Not simply because I had, well, largely because I had gained weight. Yeah. It's because I was so fixated on numbers that the lowest hanging fruit at that time, was a psychological change of my eating habits that I refused to address. Keep hitting that, look, that big big number of 300, 400 watts, by the way, by then was not 400. It was 360, and then it was 340. And then if I've got to do this for nine hours, it's now... And this is a self-tormenting, endless pit. Oh, goodness. Because... This Sisyphean act of going up and down the same hill over and over—not not just in everything, but in yeah. what I'm doing
0: in life—I mean, it is a shocking parallel, <laughs> yes, <laughs> or a shockingly accurate parallel. And and, <laughs> and the weight I was pushing up
2: the hill was getting heavier year by year, so yeah. that was a, a bad psychological choice. I was sabotaging, stacked on sabotage, and it wasn't for lack of effort. It was misguided effort. Sure. And I know there's so much to cram in and I don't really think we'll gain the value from this by summarizing it quickly. When you're 180 pounds and 190 pounds and then 200 and then 215 and you, you fail at the 500 mile effort. And then you say, well, I've got to get in the hard Everest. Yeah. It's not going to, I'm not getting lighter. Yeah. And I failed. And then I tried my old time trials, but I'm a bigger parachute now with few fewer watts. I failed. And now I go back to Lotaja in 2016, 17, 18, 19, into COVID. I'm slower. And now I was not... Nine hours wasn't on the docket. It was 9.50, 10 hours, 10.20.
0: No shit. Up
2: to last year, 2022, was 11 hours and... A few minutes, and I'm not saying this to toot my own own horn. I'm saying yeah. I worked, I worked my ass off, and still could only muster
0: an 11 hour time. You worked your ass off in the aspect that of a physical voluntary physical exertion, but yeah, that provided the the feedback through the channel that you know, um, still supported this. Let's just say egoistic yeah. Uh, expression. Yeah,
2: hindsight. It's more 2020, of course. But I had learned my lesson. I'd been taught the lesson. I'd been I'd learned it again and still kept saying it worked back then. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. And I did. I I should say as a tangent, um, but I think it's a humorous ending to the twenty twenty two race. Um in twenty ten I had a flat tire. Uh, while in the lead on first time sub nine hour pace, no one had ever done it. Yeah. That was a frustrating year because then I lost my sub nine hour. I lost the win. I lost the course record all in one fell swoop because of a flat tire.
0: Yeah. And who was it? Was it uh, uh, Zimbelman? No, 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 no. McCone who Uh, did it that year?
2: Um, I don't recall, but the fellow I was with, He's a dentist out of Las Vegas, Okay, Al Thresher. He went on and set the course record then in a 9.01. So in that year, 2010, no one had gone under nine hours yet. Yeah. I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> we had worked hard. <laughs> it was the flat tire took away five minutes, and I was clearly the dominant person over Al. Yeah. Remember that name because there's a humor to 2023. <laughs> Fast forward from 2010 to 2022. I'd gotten fat, gotten slow. I was starting 30th out of 30 packs on the day. The very last pack of the day, 2022. Not setting any course records at 240 pounds. Just let's make that clear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to hang on for 30 miles and then go my pace. Yeah. Uh, Because we were the very last pack of the day. As we go through the course, they'll take down the signs and close the course. Sure. Usually, the final follow vehicle with some spare tubes and some motivation and a truck to pick you up if you quit, Yeah. called the SAG wagon, sits behind the last rider. But I got a flat tire in the very first mile of the race. Oh, my God. And my pack, and thus every single rider on a course is riding up the road. There was... Less than pleasant <laughs> shouting to the skies. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, sag wagon said, Sorry, dude, this early on, I, I can't leave the whole pack. So he drove up the road. Yeah. Now I am truly on my own. Oh my God. And you'd think after 21 years at that point of riding this course, I'd know the course. But in the early 30 miles, you yeah. just follow the pack in the police car. Exactly. So I didn't know my turns. I'm trite riding truly alone. I missed the turn and got lost in Preston. It's got to be up here. No, it wasn't. Eventually, after a couple of those mistakes, I found a fellow on a four-wheeler and I said, could I use your phone? I'd like to call my wife to tell her I'm running late. (laughs) She said, I can drive and get you. I said, no, I can ride this ride. I ride this ride. It's loadage after all. And it was an experience that was... Obviously not pleasant sure, but it was another psychological toll that was so valuable Because I now had to stop at every light I could never draft I couldn't have the The uh, psychological protection of someone coming upon me from behind to say good job Yeah, no one to help me with a flat tire. I'm alone I get lost I finally rejoined the course and those were resolved, but it, it was the next trigger following the 2014 emotional, uh, catharsis that was so needful. Yeah. Uh, this has got to change. Not only I was proud of my effort that I didn't throw in the towel because most people, many people would throw in the towel with 203 more miles dead solo. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I held it together. I ran into the race director at the top of King of the Mountain at 104 miles. Yeah. I'm I'm just over half. And I said,
0: Salt River. Salt River Pass. Pass.
2: Yeah. I'm not racing. So now I'm actually stopping to grab some peaches and some candy or whatever. That's what fat people do is they (laughs) get treats when they see treats. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call me over. And I saw the race director and I said, hey, guess what? They took down the turns and the course markings and the sag wagon left me. And he said, Nate, you've already passed hundreds of people. This is fantastic. And I I appreciated, not to the level he was appreciating it because I was sort of in a cynical viewpoint at that moment. (laughs) I'm sure, yeah. And he said, you know what's awesome about this? You're going to have a great story to tell. Well, now I'm telling it. I flatted, rode solo. I went on, so that eleven-plus-hour ride was hampered slightly by getting lost on course and an early flat. Sure, but the psychology of saying you're out here for you, yeah, brush aside, put put on the blinders to the fact that you don't have riding companions and paces and watts. It was shortly thereafter that my next transitional phase. 22 to 23 now started that wouldn't have happened without the preceding 20 years of the writing experiences yeah the concurrent strength and endurance the the deaths the failures the emotional and physical catharsis
0: those Cathars, catharsis catharsi. <laughs> let's go with it
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened without the prior chip on the shoulder of being that you know that poor fat kid that grew up with without privilege there's mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a middle-class kid i was the other side of the tracks with the all of the disadvantages that came from yeah. that
0: do it, I recall you know. correctly that at one point in high school I have this figure in my head that you were drinking 120 ounces of soda a day.
2: Yeah, that's true. I had I wasn't I'm right now I'm six feet tall back yeah. in high school I never passed five foot 10 but I was up to 270 pounds at five foot ten. It wasn't muscle to be clear.
0: <laughs> you must have been jacked. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. And that is something that I have all, you know, from our first sort of interactions and, and talking and watching your absolute, phys, you know, physical capacity. I mean, I, I still, every now and then, I'll be up late at night and looking at some old Jim Jones videos because, you know, I have still look back on that era and believe that, you know, fucking A made a really remarkable place and assembled an incredible group of people around this idea and ideal. Um, but I look back at Thank like you the, for that, the, by the way. It uh,
2: it just I'm gonna interject because now's the time. That has been so transformational to scores and scores and hundreds and of directly affected people, not counting those from a distance who are changed and I Nate Pack. Am changed forever because of you, who were was at that time a father figure slash brother figure. I didn't have my my dad died. You're not that much older than me, <laughs> but but you you were there for me when I stumbled acro- across Jim Jones, and from a poor kid in the hood who has a chip on their shoulder, but apparently a capacity to dig differently than others. Yeah, I'm not more special than others. Mark Twight and, and many other characters in that time, I'm not omitting their participation in that, but Mark Twight and Jim Jones, you are indelibly marked in me in my experience of who I am, even the disappointing times of disappointed dad. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark, I've let you down, but you did something, and have continued to do something that that leaves a mark. Um, that is so impactful to some of us, and I'm one of those people. You, you I'll thank the- you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I won't openly weep, but close. You're welcome. And thank you for what you showed me in those years. And I will also say that a guy with a chip on his shoulder recognizes another guy with a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. And I believe that our trajectories have been Aligned in some way, despite different areas of focus, but because of that chip, because of needing to prove something and then reaching points, waypoints, I don't know, where the truth of what got you here won't get you there has become apparent and that change was generally not chosen but the things occurred that caused us to shift and grow and I mean I can always go back to the chip but it's just not as sharp now No. nor does it need to be
2: I I, uh, I shared something with you um, which took a bit of time for me to pen. It was a, a a one page thought about getting older, older. Yes. And to me, probably not for others, but to me, there are a number of pointed and poignant lines in my own script, beginning with, it takes a long time to do the same thing over and over, but not repeat yourself. Because the changes that had to come this late in the game couldn't be physical because I had exhausted that upward slope physically and it now had reached an impasse where it had to be a change that demanded other factors to change within me Beginning with psychological, doesn't everything begin with the mind? And so much of the change, which we can kind of dive into about 22 to 23, the last 12 months, sat on the platform of the preceding 46 years, but were sharpened first with a blazing hot fire and a torch. Which dimmed to a bonfire that became embers, and now I have to look at things in my capacity, but physical and psychological from a longer viewpoint, and those I think, as you used in this analogy, you said it's it's more like coals now, but coals can be dang hot, yeah. they can burn just as hottest the hottest of a flamed directed torch. They-
0: don't have the appearance of a flame, so they are less valued. <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> you, you gather people yeah. gather around the fire, they don't gather around the bed of coals, you know, in a way. And I'm kind of yep. making a joke there, but, um, but I think this is it. This is like what, and I won't say that it happens at a certain age because some people mature psychologically sooner and some later and some never do. And, but let's just say it, you know, a man at age 40. Um, the torch, it doesn't, it doesn't cut the same. It doesn't appear the same. And we can go a long time just gently blowing on those coals that we created in the earlier decades of our lives.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. We share this analogy then. I I love it. We've built it together. Um, As we, at least on the topic of Lodija, we're approaching this final year and then we'll get to the race and then we'll talk about a little bit of blow by blow through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Um, (laughs) That final year beginning, I traveled to Ohio uh, where my brother lives one year ago in early October. Okay. And I uh, met with a longtime friend from my youth who had... He was the super fit kid back in high school and I wasn't. And now he had transformed in a less favorable direction, far beyond my highest of heights of 270 pounds. Okay. And it was eye-opening. He's, he's several years older than me to say that, whoa, it can get a lot worse. And the self-inflicted decisions that had plagued him. Yeah. I'm not absolving him for, from his responsibility and converting himself into what he became. Sure. I did not want to become that. And I was 240 pounds on that path and I came back home. It's never easy to define exactly, you know, a, a sole event or a date. Sure. Because it's the culmination of things in the preceding decades that can Cause the shift that,
0: that, that reaches the point of the straw or the single drop or yeah. whatever it is. And we, yeah, I think often we don't honor, if you will recognize or honor all the things that led to the straw, but it sounds like this, this experience this, with your friend um, was, uh, it was it was the defining moment.
2: Yeah. Or it was the psychological shift that reminded me of the other things that maybe had more weight in that moment. Defining it is probably not too important, except that I made the change. Yeah. And my trajectory was I have no endurance. I hadn't done prolonged. I I hadn't done exercise more than one hour or 90 minutes. Really, even leading up to Lodajah, the preceding three years, I'd done two centuries preceding Lodajah. And when you're only riding two 100-mile rides and not more than six over 50 miles— yeah. Uh, he, uh, your endurance has fallen apart.
0: No, well, yes, it has. And, and jumping into a 200-plus mile race is... Uh,
2: I, I was riding off of tolerance.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: great at, at exerting myself voluntarily. I don't suffer because... And managing cramps and... Or not, as the or, case Or, or that, Yeah. I mean, uh, dealing with them, I guess. Sometimes when, when walking you, to it, deal. Yeah. Um, that reminds me... I, I had to solve the cramping issue, which had plagued me in the preceding years because of the absence of these pieces. Yeah. October, 2022, I said, I'm going to start rebuilding endurance. There's no more of this threshold stuff. That's a dead end for me after 20 years of Of hammering that hammering. Yeah. And I started training about 15 to 18 hours a week. Nice. Base.
0: And all I, of that on the bike, because I noticed that in, in the, I, I had uh, to, the hourly breakdown of the, of I the had year. to do,
2: I mean, I was going to still do an Ironman. So there was, but I could only walk. I couldn't run at 240 pounds. Okay. So it was split between biking and walking and uh, swimming is not for me, despite the fact that in an Ironman, you must swim 2.4 yeah. miles Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a wetsuit. It was, it was my crutch. Okay. It was all fairly low level and I really watched I had to shift my diet oh I bet and I began dropping consciously fat at 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 three to four pounds a week over week over week over week over week for for 15 weeks I had gotten to where it was like oh there's there's 40 pounds gone
0: in 15 weeks yeah but
2: I still had you know I needed I needed to get 60 off. And then I intentionally let it plateau to stabilize. Yeah. And now I introduced. Developed to- the habits that could maintain that maintain particular that. weight. Yeah. And then I took it more slowly to get into about May of 2023 down to around 190 pounds. Okay. That, that was 50 pounds lost.
3: Yeah.
0: And now I needed it to even go slower. But uh if you want to sustain it that's the case or to be able to maintain it yeah in a sense and i'm not saying sustain the weight loss but sustain the lower weights or lower weight that you have uh, reached and I, I think this is an interesting aspect of it is like yeah you can cut off 20 percent of your body weight relatively quickly but if it may not be it, stable it, but yeah. it won't be stable because it has happened too quickly and all of the things that you did to make it happen, you, you can't continue doing those things because the intensity is too high. Yeah. And so then shifting, um, and it becomes a, a, like a, a really interesting play in the mind, I think, to adapt to the new goal. And when you're spending, like if you, 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 the, the positive feedback of dropping three or four pounds a week consistently for 15 weeks straight, is completely different than the not positive feedback of taking off one pound a week. But in order to sustain, maintain, you have to readapt your own personal expectations about feedback, reward, uh, admonition, all of these things in in order to make them equal or consistent with the new pace
1: mm-hmm.
2: and this is psychological because yeah. the ego had to say set aside the three pounds a week we've shifted this is a conscious and deliberate effort yeah we Re- retool what i expect or my expectations and the pace and the feedback and that that got me, there's not a lot more to say about the weight piece, so much more yeah. of the psychology and the training, except that I, in the following months, got down to uh, just under 180 pounds. That was my 60 pounds loss. Yeah. And then shortly before the race, I tapered to be unsustainable, closer to 175, because that was just a taper for the race to carry less. Okay. Th- that wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Phase two is is now beginning but but let's go back to solving some other problems. <clears throat> I needed to change my physiology and without going into the biochemistry of of uh, you know PGC1alpha and really building mitochondrial density and size. Yeah. I had to build that with hours upon hours upon hours and hours. 1 hour day a day is not enough. With my preceding background, it needed to be frequently three hour days of sitting and toiling or reframing your perspective. So it's not toil. Let's say
0: three hours a day. What is the intensity level? So that it, because obviously one hour doesn't at super low intensity doesn't do anything. Yeah. Whereas okay. If that's the, if it's super low intensity, that has to be three, four or five hours. Yeah. So is this what we're talking about sort of zone 1.9 yeah, or, or, yeah, or, yeah. or or are we talking about, um, that you, yeah, tell me. So, perfect. I, I would expect no less of a question because <laughs>
2: the weeds matter <laughs> yes. when we're talking about tr- physical and psychological transformation. Yeah. In the beginning, it was truly low intensity. Okay. It was... Right at that, what we would call zone two, uncomfortably talkable, yeah. Which for me was somewhere near that 200 watts. The watts don't matter so much as it was non-stop pedaling at an uncomfortable talk for prolonged hours yeah. to drive mitochondrial growth. As that was going to, th- that's a dead end in and of itself. Because what oh, do, you sure. do what do you do once you get comfortable with five hours? Go to six, and then six, go to seven, and pretty soon you're at ten hours a day. Of course, hence the the introduction of the complementary
0: efforts. We'll just say that uh, Mark Allen called it the patient's phase. Sure. But it only lasted about three months before further progress in time reduction over certain distances at a particular heart rate yeah. ceiling um, stopped happening. Yeah. Like, okay, there's no further progress. I've maxed out every... Possibility. I've wrung out every possibility from this intensity, and more duration is not going to change anything. Yeah. So now I need to begin introducing something something else. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's for 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 the many many hundreds of audience listeners now. Whether you're talking a zone two, let's just say 1.7 millimole lactic lactate, sure. Or you're talking a mafitone, which is 40 beats per minute below your, your your age. I'm sorry. 220 minus your age, 40 beats below that. Yes. Something. Um, I was writing 125 beats a minute yeah. with a max heart rate of 180 to 185 for a lot of hours. Now I needed to introduce around March, April, some effort. I needed to solve the cramps. I wasn't going to attack threshold because that's not real accommodating for... I had done it for years and years and years. I know I can return to that, yeah. and it will remain stable because I'm good at it.
0: Was there a dietary relationship with threshold training, also, in the sense of if you go and start doing the threshold training, you're not going to be able to manage your intake as well as you could at lower intensity. It, it, well, in, in, in the sense, for, in the weight management sense, y- yes, because
2: and you know this, it's uh, you need to feel the effort. There's yeah. that piece of it. If you're going to go hard, you need to feel in advance during and depending on duration. Yeah. But too much of that doesn't really align with the dietary calorie reduction. Yes. You can go fasted training if you're just trying to build fat efficiency. And I had to juggle those. Sure. And so I was trying to, on those two days a week, which now we'll get into the nuts and bolts of of the training. And this, this fundamentally is my training all the time, really. But most days of the week, I train endurance. Twice a week, I devote to hard days. But I frequently introduce two hard sessions on those days. Call it a Monday and Thursday. Okay. Wherein the... If you follow much about the Norwegian training method and the ingebricks and double threshold models, there's you can go into the weeds all day long. I'm not, yeah. If you want, come talk to me later. <sighs> I spent two and a half decades in the biochemistry and tricky numbers. That's less interesting. What was interesting to me was trying to address the immediate concerns of building race pace, cramp protection. Yeah without just hammering the threshold efforts while maintaining the efficiency of fat burning. On and on. It gets deep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But let's just take a very typical Monday, Thursday. And this will tie into race day because people later asked me, how in the world did you manage that intensity and not cramp? And I said, oh, that's so fun. (laughs) Um, I I really like...
0: Have Two and a half decades into this it's, it's super fun. There's some prerequisites.
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh. I, uh, for building endurance, I wouldn't recommend this, but I'm an aged athlete. <laughs> Aging. Yeah. And I, my sequel is still better. So let's, uh, we, we can, I'm still going to get better. But very commonly my Tuesday morning, if I'm going to do running or cycling, I'll do some A couple of minutes on maybe a minute off or three or four minutes on a minute off at something just sub threshold okay because it needs to be tolerable if i were measuring lactate i don't want it up to i i want it two and a half to mid twos okay nowhere near four it's hard but you can sustain it. And every effort by doing slight intervals, let's say I'm going to do three minutes on, one minute off, three minutes on, one minute off, I'm going to do 10 of those. It's hard enough that my pace is high, but broken into intervals such that the lactate doesn't get too high. And thus it's training sustainability at something higher than race pace. This is higher than threshold effort, but lower just below threshold sensation lactically okay because i'm not going up to four millimole yeah but i'm at a pace that's unsustainable it would take me to five and at the end but of because
0: that, of the short duration of the effort you never it never accumulates it never, accumulates. Acidity never accumulates so i'm okay. working
2: with buffering at higher than race pace broken down with just enough recovery that i say I know the pace.
0: That you avoid digging a hole. I avoid
2: digging a hole. Yeah. And at the end of that session, I'll very commonly do five times two minutes back on the bike because this is my instrument of pain.
0: <laughs> you can get pain it, it, in any instrument. Why, well, well, yes. But I needed
2: to solve the cramping issue. Yeah. And I would do two minutes at about 70 RPM at as hard of an effort that I could do five of them times two minutes with three minutes off. Two on, three off, two on, three off. I'm grinding a very tough gear. Watts don't matter because it's unique to you. Yeah. That it was barely capable on the fifth one. Sometimes only I could get I could only get three times okay. two minutes. But it's so hard of a grinding effort.
0: And this is you're this you're using in the uh, the copper wheeled bike. No, I'm or, actually doing mm- this
2: with no power. Okay. This is a spin bike at the gym because I don't want the psychological trauma or bonus of, of power not, meter. Of, of
0: hitting a number. Yeah. Of th- expecting a number and not. It- yeah. It,
2: and it's just feel.
0: Yeah. Okay. And. But it has to be a stationary bike in order like, if if, if I want to hit 70 RPMs at this level of resistance yes. for this long, that, that's not something that we find in the natural environment. Right. Okay.
2: Yes. And in a normal training sense if you had the perfect hill and the perfect gear and the perfect bite you could get there yeah but i can control that indoors without a hill yes and i was um inoculating myself to that super super high tension yeah along with near threshold pace efforts and then in the evening session of that same day okay i do the real effort it might be 60 I I'm sorry 40 20s it might be some sustained or 3 minute VO2 work it's fairly short duration but generally attempting to accumulate 3 to 5 times 6 to 8 minutes of work call that th- this aligns very much with the 80 20 thinking and the other models of, sure. of of effort i needed to get 30 minutes of effort in and around the highest I could sustain for those four times eights. And often for me, I'm so good at steady that I would make them not steady to train my weakness. A little harder, a little less, a little harder over unders and so forth.
0: Do you think that the, um, you're adapting the, uh, that that was what was missing before. Uh, Um, the thing that, 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 uh, made you more susceptible to the cramping was, this, um, unvaried high intensity output for, you know, let's say long duration where, um, had you, uh, hit the same average power output using over unders might have contributed to, um, let's just say, uh, better tolerance in, in, in the context of cramping.
2: It's, it, it's a good and and an i think an, i don't have a great answer to it okay because i didn't have the ability to control it perfectly but it played a role
0: okay i mean it's interesting to to note that many of like very impressive efforts you know a lot of human potential has been short circuited um when muscle you know exercise induced muscle cramps came along. You know, during the thing, you know, and you can shock yourself with apple cider vinegar, pickle juice, blah, 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 and trying to interrupt a neurological sort of communication thing. Um, But it's, but it's the susceptibility to it. And then you start to fear it and then you adjust effort in a way that not only keeps you from cramping, but also keeps you from achieving your potential at the same time. Anyway, I mean, this is an
2: this, you know, it's it's fantastic. I believe me, I've spent.
0: I do not <sighs> doubt it. Yeah, a,
2: a great deal of time. It you know, prophylactically, I don't think any of those things work, but they can okay. shortcut the neurological.
0: Oh, uh, and that's the intervention. That's how they're meant to be used. The I mean, interventional I was like stuff. Laughing just even the other day um, at a, a race with this you know somebody that had all of their you know cramp intervention stuff like you can't just no it's what you're trying to do is at the point that they come on you're trying to trigger a (laughs) neurological interruption not it doesn't you can't just have a jar of pickle juice and keep drinking it as you're you know running riding swimming you know doing whatever you're doing because yes prophylactically that shit is that's not the point of it although it has been sold sure as
2: It's there's lots like, of like why do you need stuff? four ounces of this
0: <laughs> in a little container when a simple oral rinse
2: yeah,
0: yeah. causes the thing that you're yeah. trying to
2: for the, for the anyway for the 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 cheap seats the back way back there mustard packets work fantastic they're very portable yeah you can tear it open and squeeze a little in your mouth but. Putting that aside.
0: And you can steal them from any Denny's you happen to be eating at. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Anywhere. (laughs) Cramps are, in my estimation, and I know it's complex because otherwise people wouldn't get labor cramps. Yes. Women have issues and calf cramps when you're sleeping. There's a whole host of other factors. But in the athletic world, people at the highest level get cramps when they're in their highest, most prolonged efforts. Yes. Yes. Thus, preventing, minimizing training for cramps involves doing more and harder in preparation for that effort. So I had selected the heavy, heavy grinding efforts that were prolonged enough, two minutes repeated, that were so high of effort. You would never do this in a race because I needed it to be harder than I would get on Salt River Pass 100 miles in the up and down over, under, which I tended to polarize even more to go not just above and below threshold, but more like high VO2 to off yeah. in my 40, 60s or my other on-off efforts, is more a characteristic of complementing my strengths with something I hadn't developed. Because in truth, when I worked with you in concurrent training back in twenty nine ten eleven, 10, 11, I didn't yeah. cramp. Because I had trained strength, over-efforts, over-unders, and I had an endurance base. When I eroded all of those, it's hard for me to say confidently to you today, this is what led to the cramps.
3: Yeah, okay.
2: So I had to pick some. And I said, I want the very high-tension over-efforts. And to complement my steady-state natural tendency and race-pace, surges I want those eight minutes efforts six or eight minute efforts not to be steady but to be high low high low high low for another person the answer might be exactly the opposite and I respect that yeah
0: so Um, it seems to me however that in this build in the last year you have consciously avoided the most effective interval structure in the world
2: (laughs) just hammering threshold which one are you th- referring to?
0: Well, I'm rest- re- referring to the results of the Stepto meta-analysis of whatever. Early, you know, to sure, you, no, sure. I'm twelve by thirty-four thirty yeah. 430 at one hundred and seventy-five percent of VO two max. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's
0: which I, I, I've, and I believe that was uh, the point. There was to improve VO two max. But yeah. the the fact that nobody can do the you know these are the most effective intervals in the world, uh, except that nobody could actually do this. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and that that I remember early on when you know we decided well you, Nate should try this. Yeah, because you know I tapped at four or whatever, and that that it took a lot of training to get to twelve if that was ever even achieved.
3: Yeah,
2: you know.
0: Some of the authors that have
2: since written on this topic. Yeah. Um, I reached out to one of them, Michael Rosenblatt. He's since published three major articles. In fact, one, he just released 2023, October, okay. about the benefits of over VO2 efforts for prolonged endurance and time trial performance. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But yes. Um, And th- there's a lot of ways to skin cats which I'm amused. You said once in a commentary, Mark, it's funny that people use that expression because it came from somewhere. Was there like a cat skinning competition? Yeah, exactly. the dark ages? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) I don't don't know how that analogy arose. But in 1999, when those researchers were working on the benefits of different interval protocols.
0: In using it must be said, the 40KM time trial as the test bed. As the test bed. Which is, so that does not have anything to do with the durations that we're talking about. Right, Right.
2: (laughs) and 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 yet, probably if you're really good at a 40K time trial, you're probably really good at a 200 mile time trial if you're using the right systems. Yeah. They had curiously stumbled across the... Well, not curiously, first, across the four and eight minute intervals, which tended to be not quite VO2, but under threshold, repeated six to eight minute efforts, which have been repeatedly proven again and again to show, to improve endurance performance. Yeah. Curiously, in that study, they stumbled across these, you know, nearly 175% of the max achieved power in those protocol tests, yeah, for thirty seconds with four and a half off, it was addressing a completely different muscular system. Oh fuck that yeah! Complemented in the forty ktt realm since then, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand twenty three is so a lot. has Been learned and a lot more tools are available to learn.
0: Several lifetimes in that context, yeah,
2: and it doesn't rebut the potential for that being a compliment but in those lesser trained athletes compared to where i want to be it's a short fix that offers a compelling benefit but where i'm headed in the world of endurance in one hour efforts and 15 minute efforts how long can you do 12 times those when you get to six weeks do you start over at five watts higher it it doesn't Build a sustainable physiology, it can be used in a microdosed fashion. Yes, and 2023 for me wasn't the usage of these small injections. I need sustainable f- change of physiology, those could be introduced at a later time, and they were okay. But I'm not speaking much on them because in the build of April, May, June, July, August, leading to Lodija, I needed sustained change. And that meant that early in the morning, I could do on a Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday, typically. I had some over race pace, but three on, one off, followed by some very high tension intervals. In the evening, the real stuff, which is my six or eight minute intervals, I didn't have time to throw in 12 times 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. And You're, if I and would where, have
0: where would it go? Where where would it go and how would that affect not only other training throughout the next let's just say 6 days of that particular week, but how is that going to affect uh, dietary requirements also? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you can say that, you know, 12 30 second efforts, which is only 6 minutes of effort, but at 175% of whatever the power number is, that is generated at VO two max effort for a sustained sort of period of time. This shit makes you ravenous and, and damaged and, and damaged. <laughs> so it's going to, you know, negatively impact in, in, in some way, um, the training that would follow in the days afterwards. But also not only that, it's also like, I can't recover from this training on the, Let's just say restricted caloric intake that I need to maintain in order to and to have
2: consistency. So yeah, there were two points I want to tie off to get up to loaded. Jack. Yes. Um, my conversation with Michael Rosenblatt. Yeah. The, the very famous. He's a respected researcher. Yeah. In meta-analyses of interval training interventions over the last twenty years. Okay. And this this is my. This is my life's interest, yes. is building power endurance capacity. He shares many of my interests. I was starting a couple of decades before he really got into it. Um, and which put a pin in the idea. I want to come back and talk about the capacity manual and philosophies developed here at Nonprofit. But Michael responded, about the research done in 1999 and said much of the same that I had concluded while in that study of not perfectly well-trained athletes, it showed a tremendous boost. Yes. Subsequent studies in the ensuing decades have been less popular because they're so short term. And where do you go if you're trying to build that? So, Set him aside, okay. I'm not going to put the effort on uh, effort and emphasis on 12 times 30 seconds, very hard efforts. Yeah, the Norwegian training model, which is immensely popular in 2023, as really popularized by uh, the uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen mm-hmm. and yeah, his two brothers, Ingebrigtsen yeah. brothers, and and their five season series, as well as uh, Christian Blumenfeld and Gustav Eden, the world, the Olympic triathlon champion yeah they took the long view of let's train twice a day on those two days much like i was doing Mm -hmm. at three minutes on one minute off three minutes on one minute off six minutes on one minute off at higher than race pace but with low lactate the Physical so, effort is way high.
0: And and the, the the way that they maintain low lactate is lactate is by restricting the duration. Yes. So intentionally it's, it's, intervals. And it is not hundred percent a lactic, but that's the idea yep. of let us do the intensity, work the turnover to develop some efficiency at faster than race pace. Mm-hmm. And but without uh, generating a debilitating level of muscular acidity.
2: And then they can do it again. Yeah. And so you can do that twice a day. And if you take the long view, not years, I'm sorry, not months, years, those 12 by 30 seconds mash you for days. Yeah. Whereas you can do just under threshold uh, sensation, although intensity of the interval is higher, twice a day. And you can do this many reps, and then this many reps, and this many reps. And pretty soon you get to a level where you're running... Jakob Ingebrigtsen, for example, you know, just broke the two mile world's best ever, and the three k, and he's gonna smash everything. He's he's right second, a second away from El mile record at a three forty three. Okay. He started at age ten. He's now yeah. age twenty three. You do that long enough and you can accumulate so much volume at so little lactate that you can be consistent. I do those freak show 12. I can't be consistent. Yeah. And I needed the volume of consistency, but I'm not going to put in the, the price tag for what they're doing is too high for me to, I can't pay that price. So I had to do my two a days Monday and Thursday and I had to shift the intensity because I'm not willing to put in two more decades of just it, that to get there.
0: To get that to, to that spot, sure.
2: So that, that, I think what I'm trying to say and, and tying that piece off is from April up to Lodajah, I had the So early high September. T- early, yes, through September, thank you. I maintained a very high base. As we've talked, from October until September... Was 600 hours of just bass. Yeah. Around 200 watts for me. Talkable. Yep. Lots and lots and lots of two and a half hour sessions. And I had introduced by then 75 hours of that intense work that had the overpaced but low lactate in the morning with some very high tension followed by the real intervals of six minutes and four minutes and so forth in the afternoons,
0: yeah. so the same days. And then I got to test it a couple of times. But also what is happening at the same time it, that uh, that I was surprised in your breakdown of how many hours of walking was put, you know, in conjunction with this, yeah. which is, and let's just call that you were... Um, Actively training your recovery, yeah. in 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 a sense, so that was uh, like if you combine base training with I'll just call it the interval training. For yeah, the, lack of the a hard term. work, the work, the, the harder work, plus the walking. It was
2: 175 like, hours probably of just walking. Of
0: just walking. So now we're like closing in on the thousand hours. Six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah,
2: maybe eight fifty.
0: Eight fifty. Okay. If I include that.
2: And not to be lost in that mix, that rec- conscious and very deliberate walking was very frequently done with my wife and kids. Yes. And there's a psychological and uh, a needful day to day building that needed to come from that. Because when you train alone in the mornings and alone in the afternoon, which was very beneficial and it was important to me because I don't interfere with my kids track and yeah. dance and swim team and whatever. I could go walking frequently with my wife for an hour a night or with the kids, they go scootering and maybe we go paddleboarding or maybe it's a very easy hike. There's no exertion to me, Yeah, but it was an emotional, um, it's it's hard to separate sometimes the emotional psychological from that physical recovery because they're so intertwined. I was actively physically recovering but also socially I needed
0: it. Supported. Yeah.
2: And there's no talking about training during those windows. It's talking about my wife's day at work or the kids frustration with with this or mine. Yeah. But eight hundred fifty hours in the year while losing 60 pounds, you've changed some physiology. Oh, yeah. I had a test run. It was uh, one of these 100-mile bike rides. Okay. Uh, it, it's called the Iron Lung. It begins in Huntsville, mm-hmm. and it rides over Snow Basin up to East, Can- the top of East Canyon up to Big Mountain. Okay. And back. And Interesting. it's uh, six weeks before Lodija. It was just my century, I'm going to go try this out. I couldn't be dropped. I was very difficult. And I I was just, I didn't even start with the big pack I'm sorry, the big fish. Yeah. Let them go do their thing because I'm here to just feel myself. Yeah. I stayed with the second tier group and I was undroppable and they tried. And then they realized on the downhill, I was still heavy enough that I'm fast (laughs) and I've refined I had a trick at Lodej I'll tell you about because I got to play every tool I can now at age 47. I'm not as quick. But uh we got to the big hill and I, I had sat off
0: like the, the side the turnaround point there and then you're coming back down East Yes, uh, it was a little before that, but you're on okay. the right hill.
2: But before that I, they said you just ride in the wind all day. I said, "Yeah, I'm just getting used to the wind because for what's important to me, wind has to be my friend." and they thought I was weird and, and they're yeah. not wrong Yeah. but at one point they're like I, I said do you mind if I jump in with your group and I'll take polls?" sure and I dropped them and I thought well that was weird because they have five fish in there all with the same kits and you can tell they're vying for the who's the biggest fish yeah okay so I rejoined and we hit the big hill and I was so certain they were going to go all in and they didn't so I rode that hill with who I thought was the top climber. Yeah. There's 10 or 15 of us. And he rode up and I said, it's just not that fast. In other words, a lot of endurance, a lot of weight loss and a few efforts here and there made me, uh, I was returning to some strength. Yeah. And I stayed with him till the top and he realized he was 142 pounds and I was 182 pounds
0: and peace out on the way down. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and he wanted to attack
2: down the Hill. And I said, Hey, do you mind if we just talk? I'll have my days where I want to go hard, but this is fun. Let's talk. I needed, yeah. I needed some social yeah. interaction. And eventually the, those fellows of that team are they're going to reel us back in. I just don't know why we dropped them. <laughs> I later found out 20 miles from the finish. Uh, it's the headed north over Trapper's Loop okay. from Huntsville up over the Snow Basin Road to drop into, yeah not not Huntsville, Eden green, or you're green you're in Green like, Mountain.
0: It, there's a Sinclair station right there. Yes. You turn, yeah.
2: You're going up the big hill by the Sinclair and then <laughs> yeah. you descend down into Huntsville, into yeah. Eden. And the race would end thereabouts. Yeah. And I sat up to take a snack as we were pulling up towards the hill and I noticed all of these guys in the same kit hucked all their water balls to a van. Like, I think they're getting ready to attack. And I'm on the back eating a rice Krispie treat. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm, there's 10 or 15 of us and they attack all out on that hill because they, they had a goal. I didn't know it at the time, but this was my test run. Yeah. That's going to take a bit of effort. Uh-huh. And so I, Came around, and, and two of them were, were well up the road, you know, probably 70 yards. Okay. At full effort, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. And interspersed were about 10 people. Remember, I'm at the back of the pack. And I just started picking one off, and they're like, well, it looks like he is capable, said one. Which told me there was some deliberate Th- there, effort. There had been there some discussion some, some about,
0: like... Uh... And
2: another guy, and then, and then there was the one I had climbed with at the halfway point who was yeah. very strong. And he said to me at that time on at the halfway point, we'll see if all this strength holds out when endurance matters. I said, that's exactly what I'm trying to find out too. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> and I dropped him. Now there's the two fish up yeah. the road and they pretty soon broke apart. And I reeled one of them in and he said, yee brother. I guess you are that. Okay.
0: <laughs> this sounds like the perfect. It's, it's feeding my put, ego at the same uh, time. Uh, right? and, and, and giving you, you know, like reinforcing everything that you've done um, leading up to going to, you know, to Lodja. To, to yeah.
2: I finally got to the other guy and we weren't that far from the top. And he kept looking back and that, that, what was a 25 yard gap just never, ever would drop. And I was feeling the legs and I was like, those high tension things are awesome. There's no cramping. He cannot cause me a cramp. And so I upped it a bit higher just to feel this is a test for me because this race means nothing. In fact, I'm not even signed up. I've signed up five times and never even gone to the end to get my free lunch or my award. Yeah. So this time I didn't, I'm just writing for me. Yeah. And I strolled by him and he was just like, I couldn't do it. It's all you. And it was a very rewarding statement. I'm sure. And so I went up to the top and parked and he came up and he raced past me and I'm like, listen, buddy, the hard part's done. I was going to give you a high five. Yeah. But downhill, I'm. Fairly good at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I rolled him down and we chatted and I said, uh, like, is there a fire? Sl- you know, is there a race today? Because it's not a race. Yeah. He said, I just, I'm prepping for something and I want to see how fast I'm trying to break five hours for the century. Well, your wish is my command, buddy. You can hop <laughs> on. We can. So I just settled in and we just rode the remaining two or three miles and I tried to keep it 28 to 30, which is pretty quick on a bike. Yeah. And then I pulled up to the finish and veered off and he got that and end of story other than they now realized because they ran into the person who had won the big race, the the front pack, and we were third or fourth. Okay. And they said, oh, I see you met Nate, my friend who was there. And he said, Nate, you've uh, lost a bunch of of weight. You're riding Lodija, I guess. And I said, Absolutely. And he said, God help us all. If you keep losing weight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway,
2: I'd gotten all of the psychological reinforcement pats on the back. Yeah. What I was doing was working and we had a few more six weeks, I think, until Lodajah and that fellow realized that I wasn't a one trick pony that could just time trail, but I could climb. Mm. Now I just need to get to Lodajah, which I did. Yeah. And, and, uh, are, are we there? Are we at LoJ now?: Yeah can tell let's you. do it. Yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> there was a lot it, it was a lot to get to LooJ, wasn't it? it?
0: <laughs> yeah, but but uh, it, it's a necessary lot because as, as we noted, you know, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of pavement under the wheels, let's say.
2: A physical change was happening. Mm. a psychological change was happening. And I knew this had to be a two-part process, probably two years, because I had now laid the platform and lost most of the weight to get to Lodija. And now I have what comes forth. But at Lodija, I was very nervous because expectations, although I don't want to have them, are tied to a history. Oh, yeah. And I had told myself going in, stop it. Do not tether yourself to the outcome or the expectation of what you must be. Free yourself from all of that external and just ride. Now, Knowing that
0: you're going to ride the way you ride. Now, in my experience, that shit is really easy to tell yourself and less yes. easy <laughs> to actually do.
2: And, and <laughs> patience hasn't always been my strong suit, but embedded in that, i reminded myself that the expectation of outcome is what i was freeing myself from yeah not the expectation of the effort i was willing to put in to differentiate time
0: out for once it was the city creek hill crime hill climb today i think yesterday yeah. yesterday I, I didn't yeah yesterday I, I did, I yeah didn't saturday, saturday. Yeah. okay i just wanted yeah. to see if you had done it because i remember that yeah. some years ago, like probably 2010 there used to be the hill climb championship up big mountain
2: yeah and that, I, I, was, I would have been quite fit. I didn't mention that over the course of those April until Lodacha, yeah, I had began to return to time trialing. That was one okay. of my my Thursday afternoon workout. okay, was typically a time trial.
0: And this, so it's salt air one week, emigration the next, alternating, or
2: Saltair, air, emigration, snowbird. Oh no uh, what's the really steep one down southwest? Butterfield.
0: Butterfield. Okay.
2: Big Cottonwood. Um, Sometimes a short sprint, a two mile go for broke. And although it's not really savory to me that I didn't have people with me, because following COVID, you would do those on your timeline. Yeah. Which was favorable to my timeline. Sure. But I couldn't quite, you cannot extract the same amount out of yourself. Oh, yeah. Without. The competition and someone with a watch and a camera and a rabbit and a chaser and but I tried to take them very seriously okay. And the ro- results are, are irrelevant. I, I did well amongst my peers amongst the a flight B flight didn't really matter. it yeah. was it was tough to beat me. but I was using the experience of 20 and 30 and 40 minute efforts depending on the hill. To make sure that I knew how to use threshold when I needed it. Yeah,
0: and for something of that that duration. Of that duration. Let's just say, for in Logan and Jackson, the climate strawberry is 30 ish. No. It's hard to tell where you measure it, but
2: we'll say I needed to remind myself of continual steady exertion, whether that became 30 minutes or two hours. Okay. But But how to dose it for the... Eight minutes wasn't enough on those typical workouts. Yeah. I needed dosing, and I have a history. So I wasn't terribly worried. Sure. I didn't take a power meter. I didn't take a heart rate monitor. I wanted to listen to me.
0: And that's in those time trials that you were doing, or even Logan to Jackson?
2: At Logan Jackson. No kidding. Nothing. I had a... I mean, I had a speedometer. I I knew my speed. Yeah. And...
0: Because I'm like, I, wait, no numbers? Nate? <laughs> what have they done to you, man? T- tina,
2: <laughs> this was part of my transformation. And it's, I, I know we're going to keep putting a signpost and pausing and, and sort of veering off and talking about these little things. Yeah. It's important. I was so, those numbers had power over me for a long time. Yes. And I wanted power over them. And that meant I had to value me over them. And while those were useful tools, I took the power meter off on those time trials and loaded you. But indoors, I had it on because I wanted to know that I was improving and sensations not as reliable indoors. Sure. But outdoors, it was uh, no heart rate, no power, speed and time, which is a useful tool Yeah, you can't always control for weather, wind, and so forth. But yeah, um, I needed to psychologically free myself from the expectation that the heart rate monitor or power meter might sway me, rather than relying on me. Yeah, but I'm not devaluing their place for someone else. Oh uh, uh, yeah, of course not. It's it's for me at this stage of my life, growth and deterioration called aging I didn't want or need them so I showed up at Lodija with a speedometer and I had said I'm going to take an arrow helmet full integrated visor and a disc wheel because I know the math I'm going to be averaging 22 miles an hour the averages tell you that a disc it was disc covers on a wheel yeah Which makes you stand out because not a single other of the 2,000 riders has a
0: disc wheel. Yeah. And. But, so it's basically at at more than 16 miles an hour, these become incredibly, they become advantageous. Uh, At more than 20 miles an hour, they are. It's increasing. It's increasing the advantage as speed goes up. Yeah.
2: And it had the, what is he nuts person? Yeah. Who's that person? With a wearing disc wheel. a garbage
0: bag and a disc wheel. Perfect. <laughs> you, you, got, you beat me to it. And
2: I didn't know anyone in the race, but one person in my pack. We had about no. 40 or 42 riders. Okay. And I had ridden as a teammate with him twice on that 500-mile relay okay. at Rockwell. And he had recalled in those early years, I had been two things. Done some ridiculously impressive pulls of, you know, trying to just 450 watts, let's go for 20 minutes and reel in entire packs and drop entire packs. Those are big numbers. Yeah. That was the old days of flexing. He had also witnessed that other competitors in that race had complained to the race organizers that somebody, this big dude, must be getting in a car because he's reeling in teams. Awesome. And I knew the race director and they're like, wait, 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 the dude with a big ass kind of long legs. It makes us look like his shorts are about four inches too short. Yeah. They're like, yes, him. <laughs> don't worry. That's Nate. It's legit. He can roll. <laughs> if you don't believe it, go look at his past loaded times. Yeah. And he has endurance. so, sidebar was to say that my teammate during those um, years was now on my Lota just start line and he rolled up when people said it's him referring to Nate yeah the one with the disc wheel and a garbage bag Steve my friend said do not let that fool you he cannot (laughs) get away or he will get away yeah Thanks, Steve.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But
2: (laughs) the race starts. I, it is uneventful for me because I follow the wheels ahead. I stay in the top 20 riders. I will not let anyone get ahead of me, but I will remain patient for 30 miles. You, yeah, we, we've seen this before. You know what happens around then? (laughs) Yep. The big Hills start. I remained patient until I ripped off my garbage bag around mile 30 to where you'll see I'm in a skin suit with no pockets <laughs> because I want them aerodynamic advantage. Yeah. And I will store things in a bento bag or as a front fairing in my kit. No, because sure. it's aerodynamically advantageous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Mark, I'm, I'm a little older now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as strong. I need these advantages that are free for everyone. Yeah. I went up the first hard hill before the steep descent turning up to Mink Creek. Yeah. And I didn't attack over the top. I just kind of rolled until my downhill pace is 53 miles an hour and the rest ain't. Yeah. And that became 10 seconds and then 30. And I said, Ugh, I guess I have to start now.
0: Oh, shit. I've got <laughs> the gap, so I don't. I don't uh, want to
2: waste this gap yeah. that I just gave myself, and so I started what would be a hundred seventy-mile time trial. And Fuck. to to answer, the psychological commitment to that is overwhelming. Oh yeah, because you have a seven and a half hour, <clears throat> rather exerted effort. Rather exerted, <laughs> but it's voluntary, so I'm not but, suffering. Sure, <laughs> yeah. that hill that you said might be 30 minutes or an hour. It depends where you start and how far you call it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes of rollers approaching to the semi steeps up to the 30 minute final ascent. Yes. So you're, you're right. That 30 minute ascent, but I've got to do the damage across the rollers because now is where they're going to attack with the most. There's enough of them still. And They became nine very quickly because Steve said, oh, no, you let him get away. (laughs) I'm not really sure they had a whole lot of say in the matter. Yeah. I just went. Yeah. And that did break out quickly over the rollers to become 20 seconds, 30, a minute. And as all of this goes on, there's a lead moto that sits by my side. Yeah. To ensure I never cross, I don't break rules. Do not draft upon other people. Don't draft.
3: Don't cross the, don't, those the yellow lines. Primarily. Blah,
2: blah, blah, Yeah. No outside assistance. It was, I was, had no problem with those rules. <laughs> a second moto would take turns writing to me and back to them to give us splits. Yeah. That's his whole soul job. Yeah. Until later on in the race when he said, look, once you guys are past 10 minutes, it's really taking a long time to not go back. to splits." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's pretty funny. I, I got it up to only three minutes. Mm. I say only, that's impressive for a single heavier rider to do up a hill against nine Sure. very competitive people.
0: But three minutes across the top of Strawberry. Yes. Essentially. Okay.
2: And bear in mind, I had done seven minutes in 2014 when I was a nightmare yeah. with my brother riding with me emotionally yes. and psychologically. And. That day it was an hour and seven minutes. I haven't checked in a while, but the KOM on that stretch was like an hour 12. Okay, I don't believe anyone's ever gone faster than my 2014 pace or they haven't recorded it. Yeah, doesn't really matter. I had a three minute lead, but now I have 20 miles of downs. And flats flats, through a
0: feed zone and then up to Geneva. Well, let's just get to the feed zone. Okay. It's
2: twenty miles. Okay. It is during that that a nine man group who is actively working to nullify to take it my my aerodynamic disadvantage. Yes. Because I can't ever take a break. Yeah. And that became three minutes down to two forty five, down to two thirty. And I rolled into town with a one minute lead intact. Okay. And I hit the only stop light on course, Fuck. which is a one minute stoplight. Yeah.
0: And the left turn in Montpelier. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I hit that and I was, I of course shook my head in disappointment, <laughs> like, uh... but I was curiously surprised at my demeanor. I conducted myself with,
0: uh, this was the part of the email that where I got...
2: I was pleasant. E- I was remarkably okay. Yeah. And it, as we'll find out, wasn't the only misfortune of the day, but I just lost a minute where I was going to retake it because now we're back in the hills and yeah. their advantage aerodynamically goes away. But now they're sitting on me and I said, hi guys, that was you made me work quite a bit out there. But I was very pleasant. Nice. And they said... You know, that was tough. You, that was, that was impressive. You made well, Thank us you. Hey, work. hey it's, it's yeah. great. I'm, I'm glad we're all together. Yeah. We went through the feed zone. We continued on up to the next hill, which is around mile 90. Mm. Again, not much to say about the feed zone, except I, as always, do not portray a single bit of discomfort or discontent with my wife and kids. Yeah. It is high fives and you guys are awesome. And you guys are the best feed crew. And I mean it with all sincerity, 20 years, 22 do, years in yeah. the making. My wife has been to everyone.
0: I must- I do have a friend who has raised a number of, you know, 24 hour mountain bike races and 12 hour mountain bike races. And he said, yeah, after the first couple of seasons, I would just hire someone because I know myself and I turn into an asshole. And I don't want to bring that to my family. So I pay someone to look after me, to be my mechanic, to, you know, take care of feeding me and everything. Because if he's getting paid, I can be as much of an asshole as I need to be and then go home and be pleasant to my wife and kids. Anyway, I appreciate you being um, able to uh, suppress any sort of negative stuff or kind of suffering uh, in their presence because it doesn't, they they didn't, it doesn't, they're there with only positive
2: vibes yeah. and support and love. I'm going to take a couple of minute detour here before we continue on from the feed zone up to that next hill. My wife has struggled with different emotional and depressive challenges over the years that don't affect me in the same way. Okay. And, and she has her different challenges has also had both of her parents die at, at young age and, and her mother more recently. And when she was 40, but her mother was still very young At the same time, my wife was in graduate school in the thick of the tough stuff. Yeah. And we moved and had young kids and her mom dies. And there were some years, the darkest of years for her and still supported me at Lodija during each of these. And during maybe the heaviest of that, she was writing her thesis and And she did her master's degree in uh statistics and econometrics. It's a very number heavy computational demanding field and Nate me i'm i'm i've I'm learning with time i'm maturing about how to understand that everyone faces challenges differently and I've always known this we're all different, and I need to improve empathy and this and I said at one point how about I write your thesis well that that takes a real big ego to say something <laughs> like that that you will write another expert's thesis in their field <laughs> in high level statistics and I'm like I can do it I think I can do this of course mouths run real loud without follow up yeah but I did it And she said to me at that time, she said, if you write my thesis, she knows her stuff. She did her work. Yeah. You do this during the darkest of my moments. I will never complain again about supporting through Lodija. Wow. Not to say that she was ever a complainer, Mm. but Lodija in its. It's it's
0: stressful for the people who are. And it's a selfish
2: ambition for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You, 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 you've been there you're doing your thing hoping that they don't mess you up with little thanks sitting in a car for
0: hours in traffic, in traffic. Everybody's stressing out to try and get to the next feed zone to support their person.
2: Yeah. And after 22, now 20, yeah, 22 years of this, she's had strollers and had to change diapers and had screaming kids. She's, I mean, my yeah. kids are 12 and 17. She went through all of it. And so at minimum they deserve absolute appreciation and love. No matter my, my self-inflicted turmoil from voluntary exertion.
3: Yeah.
2: I give them the high five. I say, I love you. And I roll. We get to that next hill. So thank you for affording me the chance to share how much my, my wife and kids mean to me at mile 90. Pace is getting hotter that Geneva Hills, not short. It's a couple yeah. miles. And again, I'm not the lightest. Cause I'm not, I'm only done with phase one. Yeah. I'm not to race weight, but I'm at, I'm at where I'm at. The pace gets real hot and I have to return to that. I hope I don't cramp. Yeah. But I don't because I did what I needed of that high tension stuff to support the base. And the base to support, the, you it's know, the, yes. it's two, it's yeah, bi-directional. I get to the top and they go blasted hard. And of the ten of us, I and the nine who caught me, yeah, five of us make it over the summit, and we dropped Steve and the other four. But to me, they're going to catch on. I, it's I'm indifferent about this. Yeah. <laughs> the the hard work hasn't come yet, because we're all fresh, quote fresh, at four hours in. Sure. Wait till seven, eight, nine. It gets uglier. Trust me. I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> they catch on. We're back to 10. We hit the halfway point at a hundred miles and the four mile climb begins. Now the two big fish have shown themselves. They are the top climbers of the pack. Mm. I'm sort of third, third tier JV. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> With a couple of others who are close to me. Yeah. I don't fret. I don't care because let them have what they need. I,
0: and this is so the, and that salt river pass climb is sort of 16 to 20 minutes sustained. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there.
2: Somewhere in there. I think it took me about 16 minutes. Okay. And, um, thereabouts and, and, and they beat me by two minutes. They were by Mm -hmm. my description, phenomenal climbers.
0: Wow. But which you know, is wild because that climb is not that steep. No, it's not. But I mean, I would say that the- ink, 7%. 7%, yeah. but that's right in your wheelhouse.
2: And it goes to like, show just how much the preceding efforts- Yeah. Keep in mind, they got to draft for hours. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was alone for quite a while. I mean, they did have
0: to- Yeah, they had to take some pulls to chase. Right, sure, right. But, but there, not in the sustained way that you had and done. Sure.
2: There was effort- but they're they a class yeah. above, and I accept that, and I, yeah. I, I applaud their talent. But I reflected on my statement at the beginning and in the preceding weeks. The outcome of this race doesn't matter. I am free from that expectation. My expectation is, will I give all I'm willing to give? Note that I didn't say all that I can give.
0: It's what, all you're willing
2: Because to give. there's a price, and I'm willing to pay X, not more than X. Yeah, And I won't beat myself up for not paying more than X because I'm only willing to give what I'm willing to give. And thus there is no fretting. There's no upset feeling. Mm -hmm. As I hit the top, one person's right on my tail. And I grabbed a water bottle and I drank it. And I, I said, oh, I'm happy to see you here to who would be writer number four. I said, it's a lot easier to stay with me if you're with me than to reel me back in. So I'm glad you're here. And he was gone about 10 seconds later. Yeah. Because-
0: <laughs> I mean, because on the downhill, the back slope, even though it's not steep. Sure. Uh, but I
2: have an aero helmet, yeah, no pockets, a slight aero fairing with a third water bottle and a disc wheel, and I outweigh you by 30 pounds, pal. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. But now- as the predator chasing the two prey ahead i get the benefit of that motorcycle giving me the time splits nice yeah and he comes up and says, you have a 2 minute gap and it becomes 145 and 130 and it's it's coming down but all of this time t- took me 15 miles until about mile 120 to catch them okay i was in a remarkable state of peace because it didn't matter if i caught them if i didn't I was at peace with what I had said. The outcome I am not tethered to the outcome of expectation here. I sat with my effort and just embraced effort. With the fortunate feedback that motorcyclist telling me every three minutes, "Hey, it- it's gone down a hair, it's gone down a hair." Yeah, But it, that, wasn't, that was just cherry on top of this iced cake I already had in my soul. I am going to ride with me. I caught them. Again, they saw this coming because they were receiving the same time feedback oh, as yeah. me. Yeah. And
0: it was a. Oh, but it's gosh. affecting them in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> one forty-five, <laughs> one thirty, and they're like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> they said, "He's nice. Literally, they <laughs> yeah. said that, it, it, and they said, "At the at the end,
2: of course, they're impressed that." It, but they're like it must be that time trial list, yeah, that Steve told us about,
0: yeah, yup, yep, here he comes.
2: I caught them, and we went into what is uh, a neutral feed, if you choose, yeah, and one person had expected his family to be there, and they weren't, and he was, oh my word, he was up in arms, so this is Afton, um, or it is. Yes, Afton. Okay. It was Afton. Yeah. I, I hesitated there because in the COVID years they actually broke that into three semi feed zones. Oh, okay. In Oh, interesting. Weird spots. But yes, this was now the return to Afton. My wife okay. can go there, but she doesn't because I said I don't, don't want you to stress. Yeah.
0: Go to Alpine. It's, it's a hard one to get to without stress. Yes.
2: And, yeah. and I'm not here to stress you. Yeah. I will plan for it. I will take neutral feed. So I set my bike down, walk over and fill my water bottle, and this guy's flipping out. The the other people
0: are the, gonna the, catch. The, yeah.
2: The the people who I had now caught. We are now three. Yes. I caught the two the duo ahead, one of those two, and I said, It's okay, it's okay. Follow me. Here's neutral aid. Get your water bottle, grab some snacks, and let's go. Yeah. And I waited for him. The other fellow had started, but not with real effort because
0: yeah. he knows.
2: Hey, it's me. I already ran you down. And now there are two of it. Where are you going to go? Yeah. And you'd be better off to say, Hey,
0: Nate, I brought you a cookie. Can we be allies than to leave me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because then I'm going to come get your cookie.
2: (laughs) So I, we wrote up and more as a plea from them than a mutual agreement. But I was happy to abide. Yeah. Can we ride together and just take one minute polls? Yeah. One minute, which we did. Nice. So we held a nice pace. It was relaxed for me. I, I would sort of pull 28 to 30 on the front yeah. and then sit back. and
0: they They'd pull whatever they could pull, but you're, now you're getting time splits.
2: And now I'm getting time splits. So the chase group is three, four, five, six. Eventually it hits 10, and then eventually it hits 15 minutes, and who cares? And who cares at this point? Yeah. you know, We are going to be down to three. They've attempted on the hills. They've shown that on a long, prolonged hill, yeah, They've got my number. Okay. None of those exist.
0: Anymore between now and the finish line. There's yeah.
2: only one mild hill leading into Jackson. Yep. Past Hoback. Yeah. Past all of that.
0: A couple of times. Going by the shooting range on the right-hand side. Yes. That's yeah. right. You got it. Yeah.
2: But I will admit I've, I've had a prolonged challenge with a neuropathy in my foot. I yeah. After working in the past to try and resolve that it didn't need surgical intervention. It wasn't what I thought, but there is no real intervention other than medicate and position the cleats on your shoes and try to manage it. Sure. So in my trio at that point, 175 miles, a couple of times I slowed up and I said, my foot hurts. If you want me to pull through, then slow it down with me. Otherwise I won't take a pull. Yeah. or do what you want <laughs> because I'm not your enemy but we all know what's coming <laughs> Nate's going to choose at some point to leave you and this is exactly where it's going and and we rode basically all the way uh, up to the cross um, approaching Jackson you cross roads and you head on towards a, a back path nowadays. Back
0: yeah you make the left turn after the hill that we just talked about, yes, yeah,
2: and the, there's just no chink in my armor mm. on that last hill by the shooting range. The range there, uh, one of the fellows said, "Hey, do you, do you need any water here? I'd like to to get a drink." Now I'm starting to play a little more psychological mind games. Sure. It's warfare. Yeah, said,
0: no, I'm not your enemy, but this is warfare. <laughs> I, I,
2: I'm great. I'm I'm fine. I feel great. That's not entirely true. There's yeah, some yeah, of bolts are coming loose, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. but more <laughs> bolts are coming loose on them. <laughs> so I, we roll through and, and we're approaching 15 miles from the end. We get yeah. through the back paths and 15 becomes 10, 10 becomes, you know, we're getting closer and closer. And around mile eight, I had strategized for me. There's a couple of tough little rollers and a gravel spot. Okay. It must go across gravel. Oh, interesting. Um, just how it's been the last several years. Yeah. And you turn onto the final right hand turn, which is the road leading into the finish line into yeah. Teton Village. Yeah. And my time came. And I said, hasta la vista. And I just rode away. It was not a casual ride away. It was. Despite not having a power meter, I can estimate it was probably 700 watts for 30 seconds. Okay. That is an immense surge that late in the day. Seated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then probably mid 400s. And then that's, that's utterly intolerable for me. But now the gap is made. And it's a smile comes across my face because I'm sub nine. I'm going to finish in about an 854. It's, it's very exciting to know you only have 15 minutes left. You've won the race. You did it on your terms, untethered to expectations. It was just the most phenomenal feeling immediately punctuated by a flat tire because of a carpet construction staple in the gravel. Fuck. And, ah, I have a flat. I pull over so the moto, who's now the lead moto, pulls over with me. And I... Unlike the year 2010, when Al Thresher, I asked you to remember his name because he comes back, um, said, sorry, Nate, and wrote on to take the course record at that time in a 901, and I would have gotten a sub nine. I shouted that year. Yeah. And screamed at the skies about just how unfair this is. But I didn't this time. Those two riders rolled through, and said oh dude bummer and rode through and they're gonna go take one two i can do nothing about that and i just laughed (laughs) and the moto apologized (laughs) in empathy for my situation i'm so sorry and i said it's all okay it's just a bike ride it's just a bike ride yeah I wasn't wrong. I have no idea where this temperament was coming from because it didn't echo what happened 13 years prior. Sure. And I proceeded, not knowing at that time that there were two 15, 16-year-old kids, 50 feet over, who happened to be my friend, Steve's son and friend. Watching what they thought was the most remarkable wheel change they'd ever seen. Yeah. Because I was so at ease. I changed the tire. I checked for the leaks. I'm not yet riding tubeless because my frame is old and I can't accommodate fat tires that, that allow yeah. for that pressure. Th- yes. And I peacefully take my stuff and I put it in my jersey. And the Moto said, um, hey, I can take your tube. I said, well, well, thank you. And I walked over and took it back out and put it in his Moto box. Yeah. I'm still rushing. Yeah. But... And I I said, I'm still going to get the same big hugs from my wife and kids, whether I'm third or first. And I got on my bike and with a a remarkable smile and peace, rode. And I rode fast. And I saw the nine-hour barrier come and go. And I finished in nine hours and 36 seconds. And my wife and kids were screaming on the side of the road, and no one had passed since the finish line since those two
0: since those two yeah because
2: anyone who had started earlier in the day who had passed me while i flatted i had now caught and passed so i finished the video and pictures of me show i was still heavily exerted i gave oh, it sure. i gave it until the end <laughs> yeah i did not break my real PR of nine hours and fifty nine minutes. I would have eight been eight hours and fifty nine. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Eight hours and fifty nine minutes. I would have been an eight fifty four or lower. The person who won got his eight fifty four sixteen. Wow. I didn't get another sub nine. I didn't get my PR. And I was smiling. And I rode up to the end and my daughter and, and uh, my daughters and wife wrote up ran up to me. It's it's emotional to me because of how much it means that I didn't break. I just was. Yeah. And they put the the finisher's medallion over my neck. And I didn't yet hug my wife and kids yet. I gave them high fives and I turned to those two finishers. I could so easily have said you're welcome. It, of course. Yeah. I, I, They were gifted by the God. universe. Yes. Let's <laughs> well, just say the universe. Yeah. They were gifted something they weren't able to achieve that day. And I didn't take away their success of that. The person who won, his name is Mike, is Al Thresher's close teammate. And Al Thresher was sitting at the finish line and I said, you know, how apropos, oh, do yeah. you two go around throwing staples, at <laughs> the ends of these races? <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> and I said, no, you two, I was teasing and they knew it. I wasn't detracting from their effort. Yeah. I said, you are phenomenal athletes. Congratulations. It was such my pleasure to ride with you for so many hours and to have this experience together. We took the photos and we did all that. It was, it was fantastic. And I thanked my wife and kids. And that moment is amazing. And it's not the first and it's not the last for them. It's not the most meaningful, but behind the scenes, before we get to the finishers podium, there's some important pieces here. My daughters see where I, my ups and my downs and they see the wins, and they see the, the, but they don't get to see the effort because I often train behind closed doors while they're asleep to not not interfere with them. I try to remind them both. This didn't come for free. There was effort. They were both swimmers. One is on the high school swim team and does well. The other, I've put them into triathlons and whenever I go to triathlons with them, I don't, I participate, but I don't compete. Okay. I run, ride, swim with them nice. so that they get dad. Yeah. And my 12-year-old, a week prior to Lodija, had finally won a competition she'd been losing because she was riding a mountain bike against road bikers. And I got her a road bike. <sighs> she Second, 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 second. First. In dominant fashion, my seventeen-year-old earlier twenty twenty-three. You secretly
0: did that to make her stronger, right? (laughs) (laughs) Here here it says, "hand me down mountain bike and let us take some air pressure out of the tire so it's even harder."
2: (laughs) I was always. You're not wrong. Okay. You're, You're not wrong. So it's. It wasn't torment per se, but it was. There is such value in not winning at the outset. Oh, yeah. And my older daughter, at early this same year, in a swim practice, dived in over a friend and smashed her forehead, split her head open on the bottom of the pool with a very severe concussion. Following that, couldn't compete, couldn't swim, could no longer lift weights, could no longer do band, lost her academic abilities Whoa. because of the severity of concussion. While the physical healing, to this day, is still continuing. Ongoing, yeah. The psychological trauma is quite severe. She lost her identity as a swimmer. She couldn't play band because of the compressive nature of blowing into an instrument. Yeah. And the, um, the percussion on her head of instruments and.
0: Yeah, just the overstimulus. Yes. Yeah.
2: And 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 the physical reverberations of that. Yeah. And. She went into the triathlon a week prior and wasn't ready. And it was raining and it was not fun. And I said, it's not the winning that matters. It's that you do it. And she did it. But daughter just took first place. Her sister, her younger sister. And now my older daughter is going to see dad come across the finish line as a monster crushing souls of those who so wanted but that didn't happen yeah i lost i took third place and i was smiling and i was congratulatory and there was no fretting and no bad attitude and boohoo my daughter got the lesson that i hadn't thought of that went her way that it's all okay the experience is the experience yeah. by me having not been tied to an external outcome yes. but rather the experience she got to see my reaction to that and it touched my heart undoubtedly it touched hers we've since talked and reflected on it i didn't win but i won i won something different oh yeah and i think in a text i sent you i or or another note maybe I had summarized the three key takeaways of this that were so valuable to me. One of which I've just told you. Yeah. And it was the most important one.
0: And the most most valuable, not only for you as a takeaway, but for them. Yeah.
2: For my wife, for my daughters, for, for my older daughter. Her name is Avery for both Avery and Macy. Yeah. They'll listen to this. And so I'm saying their names because they're awesome. They're my best supporters. And, You don't have to win to win. There's so much more that's in your control in the experience. And I got to share that with them. That was the outcome I needed. Secondly, what was so valuable was that how I conducted myself to my peers. Yes. I was so kind to them. I didn't blow up at the flat tire. I didn't blow up at my, at anything at the stoplight where I lost a minute. I was just at peace with the world and myself. And I'm not sure what that says of myself or my maturity. I'm just taking it for what it is without judgment. Yeah. It was amazing to me and different and unexpected.
0: And it sounds but, like it needs no analysis. Right. Because it, it it simply is.
2: And And lastly, I hope that You can communicate this to Blair also, who's not here with us. I've heard her podcast. I've read her writings. I so loved her conversations, especially with with, uh, Pat Callis and Mari Irvine. And with you, of an older, more mature generation. And she has taught them, and they have taught her about Kindness. And kindness to self. And though I wasn't thinking of that lesson in the moment, I've since reflected on it a lot and what Blair has said about being kind to yourself. I was kind to myself that day because I put my body through a heck of a lot. Yeah. The conscious, intentional training a lot the self-sabotage a lot, the getting fat and having to lose weight, and the condescension upon myself a lot. I need to be kind to myself because it delivers a lot. And I was so kind to myself that day that my kindness to me, the lessons for myself and my daughter's, and how I conducted myself and behaved to others and even to myself in the midst of the unfairness of the universe. Those were important lessons that show a difference psychologically that I was searching for. Not more watts, but more growth.
0: And I think the value That will come for Avery and Macy to witness your behavior in the 2023 edition, whether they were conscious, you know, in before, you know, obviously Macy wasn't born in 2010. (laughs) No, she wasn't. (laughs) Uh, To have witnessed the, you know, some shouting at the sky, which I'm sure could be heard for miles. Um, But to... For them to see you being kind to yourself, uh, gracefully accepting the unfairness of the universe and sort of assimilating and uh, not ignoring, but embracing, uh, will be incredibly uh, valuable to them in the future. And and this is something that uh, actually Blair and I, I mean, we both spoke with Luke about this. Um, after the bear this year, Luke uh, Nelson, Luke Nelson, where, when he did have to pull the pin at my, mi- i think it's mile 61, um, where there had been a lot of expectation about performance, a lot, you know, w- weighing on it, but all of his kids were racing mountain bikes the next day. And so he went back up at Pocatello and one of his daughters, uh, had a bad race and he sent a picture of her sort of, you know, emotionally down and him with his arm around her shoulder saying, you know, well, I wasn't the only one who had a bad race this weekend. But for him to show in the aftermath of, you know, dropping from that race, you know, the conversation before we split up and Blair and I went off back to Montana and he went back to... Uh, Idaho and and just uh, say you need to you really need to be kind to yourself about this because this is something that um, and if you can do that and you can and and your kids see that that your interaction with the universe let's say is positive that you're not super upset beating yourself up for not having fulfilled or not having fulfilled the expectations that you expected other people to have, whether they have them or not, <laughs> you know, a good performance, you know, sponsorship season, you know, come, it's the end of September when contracts are renewed, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff weighing down and still behaving with incredible grace and some love of self and respect for self, regardless of this outcome to which, you know, sometimes we say, I don't care about the outcome or I'm not attached to the outcome. Sometimes we are attached to the outcome. However it goes, whatever way it goes, as you said, it's a bike ride. It's an experience that we impose upon ourselves to learn ourselves, to grow ourselves. Damn, why did it take you 20 years to get there, man? <laughs> <I'm>
2: getting older, <laughs> getting get, still, Still a lot of learning. Thank you, Blair, for sharing that in life. well, Blair has gone through hurdles that are unimaginably difficult as well. And her behavior and her ability to convey and teach that behavior to me from a distance, she and you um, hold a special place for me because of that. And I needed that learning and self kindness. Phase two, we're, we've been, there's not a lot, but I, can we touch on a couple of things of where I'm at now? What oh I yeah.
0: To do? Because I'm, I am curious about, because obviously let's see the relationship with Logan and Jackson or, you know, these efforts, uh, is it's a, it's going to be a lifelong thing. Sure. Sure. Uh-huh. Got, I mean, I've got another the, 22 to go. The, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something, something like that. And, and so I am ca- kind of curious because this is a remarkable shift. Whenever the 12 hour, was it the 12 hour effort on the air bike that you came for? Cause not the 24, it was the year after
2: the, the 24 I did intermittent at home. At from home, home. yes, yeah.
0: so, which I, blew my mind. I'm just painful, but yeah. So it must have been the twelve, the twelve-hour two years ago, you, I think. You and Dwayne and I can't remember Heather was Heather, um, as a team of three, and uh, I was. Well, you showed up with a spreadsheet, which I was like, ah, Nate's here <laughs> <There> were numbers. <laughs> It, and and yeah. things, predictions, expectations, da 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 da. Whether whatever, but you were in a different emotional place or psychological condition than I had expected. Part of that is due, I, I think, to your own self image, mm-hmm. that you had put on a bunch of weight by then. That I'm yeah. guessing you were two
2: ten ish, probably closer to two twenty five. Okay, he- very heavy very heavy but not yeah. yet my but not um, yet your peak not my peak of 240 <laughs> or 270 as it was in high school as it,
0: as it was back then which is and that journey in and of itself is remarkable from 270 to you know we got to, i i feel like you hit 169 at some point yeah. d- during our build towards a thing
2: in in, uh, in full disclosure it's likely no it's more than likely i'm just using terms now yeah that that was sucked weight to some extent oh yeah some yeah, dehydration you, and some false oh yeah weight. i
0: remember the 169 was for in a 24-hour period to prove that you could get under 170 but then it didn't you right. but we it, were we were also trying to get there too quickly for and I, what the yeah. not only physically but psychologically a human being could sustain
2: and me personally my ins and outs and ups and downs of me. And maybe I just didn't have the right maturity or thoughtfulness
0: to prioritize what needed to prioritize But the thing is, and, and now if we look back with our super clear hindsight, we can say, oh, Nate was chasing a number which was and the math was if at this weight with this power output this record on this particular event is yours right so they're chasing these times using math it's also a cetera. dead end <laughs> but 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 it couldn't happen because those are not nearly as motivating as when we are chasing the experience yeah and so we did so yeah it couldn't happen back then who knows what could happen now, uh, but, but a, a desire to chase that artificial thing that had been built up, um, is it doesn't appear anywhere in the, it doesn't appear in your emotional makeup right now from what I right. see. Right. So I have been curious, you know, since, since, um, Lotoja job this year and our exchange, I'm like, Oh man, I wonder where this is. What now? Where does this, you know, you say phase two, and I kind of I recognize that this is somewhat tongue in cheek, but also not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I am curious, and please uh, tell me. So (laughs) you're
2: you're very perceptive. I've always known that of you since I met you, and just have such a clear way of seeing things before the rest of us seem to see them. In many cases, I know that that's not the only side of you. Um, you've perceived well. First and foremost, we it, it has to be said, chasing higher and faster and stronger as a perennial outcome is a fool's errand. Oh, yeah. Because that only goes so far... And then what? And it only satisfies you know, so far. So Only satisfies so far. Yeah. Wait, then, then I, what? It's like, well, since I can't do that, how about I ride it with um, scuba fins? I'll be the first person to do it on scuba fins in yeah. under 11 now Whatever. So we'll kind of ping yeah. pong back and forth on this topic. I say phase two a bit arbitrarily. Sure. Only as a tongue in cheek to say that I was so far sabotaged self-sabotaged one year ago yeah that to achieve some of the metrics of weight loss and restoration of physiology and still be stable i couldn't get down to 160 65 pounds in
0: one year sure while
2: achieving those and thus it would require a second phase but but also At minimum
0: that it is absolutely important to for Any of us to recognize that, um, that we don't, especially as we age, we're not going to recover our former condition, let's say, or arrive at a new condition instantaneously, you know, or in a 90 day program, or in a, you know, you can do a lot in a year and then you can reinforce what has happened over the course of that year in another year.
2: Thank, thank you for saying that. I don't want to become what I was. I once for misguided reasons. I now see proudly identified myself as a big climber. <laughs> yeah. The climber. I'm heavier than y'all and I'm just producing so many watts. I'm nearly as good as you, but not as good as you. At the end, nobody cares about your watts. Are you as good? Yeah. The answer was no. But I'm not redefining myself for the arbitrary statement of, I've got to reinvent myself. I am a different human being and I will be different irrespective of my desire because I'm made of different cells and different abilities and different mentality and, and, and the whole host of things that comes with that. Yeah. The next Nate, Nate... Whatever, whatever point. Whatever point, 3.0. Yeah. Again, arbitrarily and somewhat spoken tongue-in-cheek Yeah. will be different. And I needed to recover a base of endurance upon which I can rebuild some elements of intensity and capacity but I want to re-identify myself as who I feel like I truly am and I've never been a big strong person I've always been a medium sized person with a really big engine that was able to carry that bigger human being yeah and I want to be who I really am I want that body conditioning where I am, me, who is a lean, fit, capable person, which probably will result in being the best climber I've ever been. Irrespective of times, although I think most of my hill climb PRs will fall by the wayside as I get lighter than I was with a different ability to chase the speed that accompanies proper thinking rather than power so from a performance viewpoint i say with air quotes i i do expect that my personal bests on the steepest hills will probably fall by the wayside because you know the sequel is a little better
0: because let's Nate, just say as a sequel yeah despite the size of the engine you couldn't produce enough power to overcome uh a 10 pound uh vest. And and in, and probably way, 15 to 20 most it, of the time. Let's let's say that. I mean let, let's not put a number of a target weight that yes, allows, yes, you know, yes. blah, blah blah because we just said that that was a fucking dead end. But applying the speed that is that can come with correct thought is a fascinating yeah. I, I mean just this the idea, We know, when we used to, uh Now we have a little sticker that we send out that says the mind is secondary because we think the heart is more important or the spirit is more important. I love it. I love it. I was unaware Uh, of that. um, I mean, it's funny. There are stickers like put around in different places. Uh, I'm going to have to get one of those stickers. uh, Before you leave today, I'll give you a few because it is, um, which I think is, it has always been important in our training thesis philosophy, whatever you want to call it, the, the you know, the, 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 the interplay between the physical and the psychological and for, you know, go back to the beginning of the conversation when I was asking, you know, hey, was that period of sort of, you know, emotional or psychological chaos combined with incredible power, you know, was some of the power bled off by fighting this internal chaos or by expressing this internal rage and chip on your shoulder?
2: suddenly
0: Uh, undoubtedly some uh, Yes. uh, uh, yes undoubtedly so so you have a huge engine to not only you know overcome physical circumstances uh but also the psychological circumstance within take away the psychological resistance that happens through 10 15 20 year emotional growth yeah suddenly you don't need nearly as much power which is good, because you don't have it anymore. You know, it's, it, is, you know, it is fading, let's say. But suddenly you don't need to have, it have the same physical power because you're no longer fighting yourself emotionally or psychologically. Yeah. And, and I had to paraphrase, and I'm going to go back and find it when I write the introduction, but this idea of the, the speed that can come along with an appropriate psychological condition is that's a, something that I I find it, it will be fascinating to watch you explore that yep. is, is what and, I can say
2: and I will remain without the expectation that I must yeah the outcome will be what it is Nate Pack you
0: have proven it yes over and over and over yeah no longer need to prove it yeah It. I'm just you know, gonna I, be and do and
2: you taught me this it's, there there's a, a you know a synergy there always has been for me I felt it and me that I have some talents. I think most of those talents are in my head and in my heart and in whatever that nebulously defined idea of grit or yeah. perseverance or or whatever might be I, I don't have the right words so I won't try to label them. That's my talent. But really, it's not even tying yourself to the expectation of what you thought your talent or thought other people thought of your talent is. Yeah. Just being. So in the overarching questions of what's next, A, I do not know. Perfect. But I will direct components of my effort towards, uh, I would say, Two things at a purely oh, this is a fitnessy podcast, ish, ish, (laughs) sorta, barely, kind of good sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I've read the reviews. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Um, We need to re-update. We need to update that. I mean, that's a great review, and it's so 2019. Whenever that got, uh, (laughs) but
2: I am direct focusing elements of my efforts Mm. in in smaller focuses, foci. Okay. Because if you say I want to run a 3-hour marathon and I want to break a 620 2k on the rower and I want to break all my hill climb records and I want to go back to the fan bike it's so spread I get nothing. And oh, I yeah. want to do a 300 mile so A I'm fine to periodize to the extent I'm willing to periodize. Yeah. Again, and the will is based on my heart and my own choosing. So in, in the next, say, 12 weeks, I think we have about 12 weeks until the new year, Yeah, I want to continue that weight loss effort mm. because I've remained stable now for quite a few months. And I'm very pleased with that. That's great. And I'll keep it very slow Yeah, so that maybe it is three quarters of a pound a week. Who knows? Yeah. We'll just choose a number. Again, arbitrary because I'm not judged and tied to a scale and all of that, nor an ending number. I'm tied to how I feel and my body composition and my hormonal makeup is and, and those things. But I need to rebuild my capacity. I want to address what I've let sit aside most of the last years to rebuild a 10 minute ability that raises the ceiling, which will enable that, huge base, the 850-hour base, to support even more for 2023. Will that result in a faster Lodija? Who knows? Will I carry the psychological bonuses that I'm building in in myself? Mm -hmm. Yes. But right now, I want to build a capacity.
0: In the build towards the Lodija objective, you necessarily give up the top in 10 minute output to some extent to some, I mean, even when I was
2: good at both and I did that, all those fancy fan bike efforts of such tremendous ability at 10 minutes and still was my strongest at loaded. Yeah. One still, you can't focus on two masters. Exactly. You serve one. Yeah. And you can kind of bounce back and forth, but you will not do either the justice it could have maybe i'm stating differently what you said but yes i'm gonna rebuild what i've let go
0: which is that will be an interesting thing to watch just because of the or to to hear recounted after the fact whatever um just because of the uh the the psychological nature of shifting towards these it terrifies me (laughs) uh, oh i and the fact that you could um uh, two things here the fact that you know you could should you be able to shame trick uh incite uh keegan to you know participate a little bit in this you know fan bike thing and whatever whatever we decide as a you know non as an organization that this new year's uh i'll i hesitate to say celebration but uh recognition <laughs> a uh, ceremonial recognition of the change to a new year um wh- however that manifests this year um because it started at 24 then it went to 12 and i mean then it went to six and you know uh and I, as we were speaking with michael earlier he's like yeah we just maybe want to drop it to three or uh, you know and then go back work our way back up never 24 again but you know whatever happens um it, it will be an interesting journey to witness because I think, yeah, a a 10 minute sustained peak effort is terrifying to confront. But you know what? The other thing that you said earlier when we were talking with Michael is that you are going to use one of the builds in the capacity manual Mm. to sort of kickstart this, Yeah, which in my opinion is highly complimentary of this. Output this creation that uh, Michael and Berkey and uh, to a very small uh, degree myself put into that, that yeah. manual may, on capacity.
2: If, if I may talk about that manual and I will preface it with um, which may already be self with something that may already be self evident, which is I find myself and have trained myself to become somewhat expert in the field. Of building power endurance capacity. Yes. At least from an aerobic muscular standpoint, not in terms of capacity of genuine strength in other domains. Sure. So, with, with that said, my expertise is built on these two and a half decades of a variety of high level peer reviewed publications in journals. Specifically addressing how to parameterize and understand the contributors to and the detractors from building power endurance aerobic capacity. Yes. I'm an expert. There are more expert than me. And so with that said, anybody who wants to throw their hat into the ring and publish a manual called Capacity, specifically addressing that, <laughs> they can expect that I will read with an open eye and a keen yet critical perspective. Yes. And when Michael and, and Berkey and others put this together, I was absolutely blown away at how fantastic it is because they didn't jump right to rigorous physiology. That's been done. There are textbooks. Yes. They didn't jump to the lactate monitors and numbers and watts that's also been done there are plenty of books they didn't try to meld it all together in textbook format that really is tailored towards me sure. because that's the angle at which I approach it yes their tack is and, and I'm, I'm really saying Michael here because I know of his involvement. I don't know yeah. the extent to which Berkey was involved, but uh, um, a lot. A it sounds lot. like a lot. Yeah. The way that it was approached to say, let's put aside the numbers and the wires for a minute and let's talk about the conceptual, intuitive nature of effort and heart in building capacity. And they go through this, in in such a wonderful way of writing through a form of storytelling and anecdote and history and experience, training very high-level athletes that I know Berkey has done and Michael has done and you clearly have done, ending off with some examples. And on page 39 and 40 of the Capacity Manual, it gives a very, and it's stated as such, Here is a very simple progression to build power endurance aerobic capacity for a 10 to 15 minute effort culminating in a suggested test and qualifiers of all sorts are made indicating that this isn't the only way. Don't be um, confused at the simplicity of this progression, but the test happens to be a 10 minute fan bike test in my current quote phase 2 exploration of rebuilding capacity i'm going to follow the progression as part of other pieces that build it yeah. i think it might be really fun for me to document it and give michael the whole layout of what a successful or not successful um, anecdote becomes yeah and i and, and and in short let me summarize it you take a test you score x yes and therefore, to achieve higher than X, you can't be 50% higher, and 2% is not worth your time. So, arbitrarily, Michael and Brookie have suggested let's, and you, I'll say you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about a 10 minute jump, a, a 10% jump? It's 1.1X capacity. And we're going to give that as a target point, And they progress it in a very simple VO2 match, max production progression with some low ball efforts in the beginning to build confidence and i loved it because you need the psychology yes it jumps quick but not too quick to where they almost feel like oh dear lord 10 percent jump might be a bit much but they're spaced in just the right doses that they're manageable And given that it's a six-week progression with only one effort per week, it is intended that that's not the only workout. Yes. It is a piece, and it is for the practitioner to fill in the blanks according to their weaknesses, strengths, and needs, hopefully in tandem with concurrent other stuff that's needed. Maybe it's strength, maybe it's more base, maybe it's ongoing work. But I thought it would be fantastic, partially— as my way of honoring such an amazing publication of this capacity manual. Wow. To go through it and say, look, I've written on it. I've done it. I get it. I know it. I don't know everything. This is very sensible, and thus I will implement it into my growth in this next N-week progression. And you've sort of, Touched on something that was only spoken behind the scenes, but no doubt Geegan Dillon will hear this. Uh, two years ago, he and I, following the 12-hour indoor voluntary thingamajig- exertion th- fest, th- yes, the, exactly thingamajig, the thingamajig, yeah. <laughs> had, had said, you know, we ought to set aside a time in the next year or two uh, to do a 10-minute fan bike I hate to use the word competition, but a mutual event that drives us both to something more and higher than we've yet achieved. Because I come at this approach with a huge aerobic endurance base and nowhere near his strength capacity. He has been building his aerobics, but has a tremendous strength capacity and we're converging. And I know he's done a lot of work. I've seen the video of him burning a hundred calories in 70 seconds, a
0: hundred calories in <laughs> <and> 70 seconds <laughs> on, a, on, an, on an assault, bike. on an assault bike, Uh three, two, one go. Wow. It, I, I can't appreciate,
2: I can't, I do, I can and do appreciate and respect and value that immensity. Yeah. But I'm not in that world. <laughs> Probably. He's not going to be doing a nine hour loadage anytime either. Sure. But that 10 minutes, competition if i'm using the word loosely yeah and 10 minute shared effort a a 10 minute shared effort (laughs) and 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 this to be clear if we're independent of a new year's eve activity yeah i think it would be fun for as many as are interested in a joint and mutual effort of shared exertion would say let's take a few weeks build upon where we stand and go all in under the eye of other people who care and aren't afraid to fail in front of peers with shared objectives. Yeah.
0: But I the, pre- have, but but the, the single, presence of peers, um, it, it elevates, it, it elevates things. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, so it's not, although I have used these words and I think you sort of intimated them as well. It's not a direct call out to Keegan. It's an no. invitation also to Keegan, like Keegan, You're amazing. Um, I'd like us both to push for this. And in the past, when I was the, uh, your words, uh, but with some evidence, (laughs) the undisputed king of the Airdyne in years past, a competition was lip service because it was really nothing more than an exhibition. Yeah. If you want to compete with me, you're not actually competing. We're just in the same room and you're watching how high I can go. Yeah. (laughs) Well I am <laughs> I am not the same human being I was in 2014 when I did that. yeah We're 10 years on and a lot less training of power and exertion. I have age that's on my side in certain realms but not in terms of 10 minute power. I'm terrified at what I can and cannot do yeah but excited for the potential of where I might, curiously go yeah and i I hope we can do it together i'd be fun if he could come and we do 10 minutes at the beginning of this fest let's all smash ourselves for 10 minutes and then smash ourselves for n hours
0: yeah actually what i think should be the ceremonial recognition of the changing of years Would draw from, and I mentioned it upstairs, would draw from Luke Nelson's uh, effort at Rufa last year, which was basically to, at the start of every six hour block of the 24 hours, he would go out and just fucking punch it (laughs) and, you know, do as fast as he possibly could up and down and then come back and rest for, um, you know, four hours and 45 minutes and then do it again. So that ended up with him doing, you know, four very high intensity efforts uh over that 24-hour block i guess but maybe we could do something here of where it's a six-hour thing
2: a 10 minute on each of the start of the start a, of each every hour, hour on
0: the hour 10 minute fucking effort and then you recover for 50 minutes and then try and do it again or you could do it in shifts so that not everybody had to go at you know the hour it could be at the 10 minute mark or whatever but it but every hour of this thing fantastic um everybody has to try real hard for 10 minutes it's, which would be totally different from the original one which you know was 24 hours um yeah, which was let's set ins- that aside i'm no longer interested in 24 oh, hour stuff <laughs> that and it was insane to watch and it was the greatest insanity to me was the way that michael and keegan and roger chose to address it which was one minute on two minutes off for 24 hours yeah which resulted in extraordinary i don't know was it 585 miles or whatever like it was absurd how far they got on a bike that doesn't go anywhere but (laughs) um but just that choice of interval structure blew my mind and the fact that they executed was even more interesting and there was a a brief period in the night where roger needed to have a little bit of a nap and so they so they did take and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like 10 minutes on 20 minutes off or something times two. So there was a, a one hour period where each of them got a little bit of rest, but for the rest of it was one minute on two minutes off sustained is like a diabolical and something you would never wrap. You, you would, if you didn't have a, uh, a lot of experience in that. In the you, you in, fall in the, apart in the world of physical effort and psychological effort, you didn't have you would never come up with this idea for a sustained twenty four hour effort, and to watch other people be like, yeah, man, twenty minutes on, forty minutes off is the way. But there's no, but the twenty minute output, it doesn't like it's a nothing burger. Your team's not getting over four hundred and fifty fucking miles. You're not hitting five hundred probably because of how hard that is and impossible to recover from because you've dug the hole too deep or you realized 10 minutes into your 20 minute effort that man, I need a shallower hole here. If I'm going to keep going or you're just Whatever. not that fast or you're just not that fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I
2: love the proposal. Not that it's formal or official no, it's not or, formal or official. Else. This is but just, you know, the concept of it. What I like about, um, self-challenges of this sort is multifaceted. Number one, go in on the first one all in <laughs> oh. and don't preserve. Yeah. But the other ones, some people will naturally not have the takeout speed of that freakish level, but have amazing recoverability. Yes. And it shines. Yeah. Um, and not to say that there is... Pers- Awards or scoring or anything else because those are arbitrarily decided. And how do you scale for weight and for this and for that and background? But it's more, it does give people, let's just say that someone far lighter can't hit any of those numbers. Yeah. But their sixth one, assuming there were six, is the same as their first. As their
0: first. They may arrive at the same spot. And they're,
2: in one metric, superior to all those who faded. Yeah. Or at least are developing that feature or characteristic that they wanted to. And so there's no good nor bad. Is, there's no judgment of it. I'm yeah. agnostic about that. I appreciate that it offers different types of training. People will not go in for 24 hours all in. It's... Oh,
0: you yeah. Uh, I... <sighs> yeah and i think it's something i mean this concept of recoverability i mean it's something that is discussed in the capacity manual about like oh i can even if i can't like you said you can't hit these peak numbers but i can hit my peak number over and over and over again because i know i am i have taught myself how to recover in between efforts which may be the thing at the you know at the end of an effort that you know puts that person in the First position or whatever. But there's, you know, if we go back to this idea of the cat skinning contest, um, <laughs> wherever the phrase came from again, you know, we can arrive at this, you know, from a purely numbers, you know, outcome perspective. Th- that outcome can be reached by a couple of different routes. There, there, it's not an infinite number of variables, but certainly a couple of different um, ways. And then, but more interestingly, if I just go back to Rufa this year and hanging out in between efforts with Luke and with Blair and Justine, it was the experience that made it interesting that when Justine came in and said, well, I'm going to do a nap lap. and I'm like, what the fuck is a nap lap? And she goes, well, I'm not going to go out there. I'm going to just be in here for my lap and I'm going to rest. I was like, fuck yeah, this is ultra running. <laughs> um, and I'm going to have a quesadilla and I'm going to have some snacks. And then Luke is just like, okay, the next group, but you know, they're, they're going to show up and I'm going to go out with the, and everybody's going to charge because they're fresh. And, and that's the, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this as hard effort as I possibly can. And then I'm going to come out and hang out with you guys. Like, well, oh, this I, is the I experience that I want to have.
2: <laughs> at nap lab. It's, I, I think it, I mentioned prior to recording how I, uh, was standing on the top of Grandeur peak. Yeah. I, Set up the tent and carried it all up there on, on f- various occasions,
0: which is you know different to carry, a, as you said, a one hundred pound pack to the top of Grandeur as part of Rufa. That's a different lap, right there. <laughs>
2: but twice because I had to go collect it all. No, no, yeah, and there was a remarkable amount of garbage at the top by the end of twenty four hours. Oh sure. There's only two of us carrying all this garbage all this down, and so I had ropes yeah. with literally hundred twenty pound pack on my back. Yeah, but. Standing at the top of one of the intermediate loops one year, and Luke came up in some shorty shorts and shirt. tank top. It was February. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Luke's awesome. Sun's out, guns out." I'm like, "You got more than your gun showing here, buddy. It's freezing on top of Grandeur Peak." Yeah, and uh,
0: and he goes, "Yeah, but I'm moving." He, I think he was.
2: I don't recall. It was probably a sub 44 minute yeah. climb or something, something like yeah. that. It was. It was quite quick. I could be off on my numbers, but it's been I think that sounds and, about right. Yeah. And that year, I don't think he was rushing down too much. Yeah. Briefly. He and I were chatting briefly about marathon training and Sam Krieg and you know, also uh, up, and, of, up, up, of up, up for, in
0: pokey. Okay. So.
2: And I did listen to your entire podcast with Luke. It was quite inspiring.
0: He's a pretty incredible human being. And we have made this plan, um, which now I'm going to modify. <laughs> uh, it would be super fun. To sit here in this room, or wherever such a, a congregation—maybe it's in Pokey—it could, the... it could be, it could be up north, yeah. Where we could sit down, uh, myself, you, and Luke, and Sam, would be amazing because the trajectory that all of us all have had—I'm in- the very bottom of that stack, to be clear. <laughs> No, but I'm and not even in relate. I I won't, I I disagree because what different strengths because what I'm talking about is the the way that we have approached things, the things that we have done, the diverse things that have pulled us in certain directions over the course of our athletic career. Because you did have a period where you're doing a lot of speed skating, you have done Ironmans, you have run marathons. Um, you have you know, some
2: ultras, some silly stuff, some yeah.
0: ultras and things like that. And, and now to when Luke was telling me, like, I haven't seen Sam or corresponded with him in a really long time. And I told Luke when we were up at scout at, uh, his race and Blair was pacing Justine and I oh, had to hang around, you know, in the finish line with Luke for a long time and talk about, you know, people that we know and this and that, and to see that, you know, he, that, that Sam had done the road racing Thing which peaked at a certain period. I don't exactly know when. In cyclocross, Nordic skiing, trying to teach himself to run a really good fast marathon. I think he did, did get
2: down to a sub two twenty
0: four. Something. Yeah. Very close. He may and, have exceeded that, but and it was. He's another person who my impression is based on conversation with Luke that, um, and I know him from a very numbers scatter plot, data driven uh athlete my guess is that that you know that continues cuz you know we can't our dominant temperament isn't going to change over the course of our lives but i kind of feel like he's drawn in a different emotional component now maybe a little bit less constrained in the search for experiences that he's after We'll see. That would come up in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, could, I think it would He be... could tell me, Dwight, you're completely fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's... <laughs> there was one, here's where I'm at.
2: <laughs> one interaction I had with Sam years ago when I was learning to race. He's a far better triathlete and runner and cyclist. And, and he's amazing. We're very similar in age. I think he also is 47 now okay. in the springtime-ish. Okay. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong it's close and we had raced a time trial together and he won the overall yeah and i was probably sixth place but a minute down the road right he Understood. put a, he put a minute into me yeah and he rode the, the watts don't matter significantly fewer watts than me and so i was proud of yeah i floated that whole thing twenty minute effort at, at four twenty watts or something ridiculous yeah. and and He, he said I wanted at two eighty. Right. And <laughs> and he wrote an article, it's still online if you search it out. And, okay. and I am the subject of his directed rant, deserved screed, which was I was never named. It was just like I ran into someone at this recent time trial and it's really wearing on me I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not saying it disparagingly yeah. Sam. He's he's so amazing. This fellow at this race put out X number of ridiculous watts and did this thing and finished a half a mile down the road from me, behind me, and was claiming, you know, he's the next Fabian Conchalara <laughs> <laughs> Go look at the bleepity bleepin' results page, buddy. They're in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> My name's at the top. Your a- name ain't sort of a, yes. a thing. And I deserved that. I needed that. Oh yeah, it's it's a it does reflect even a little bit then that I was real deep into the numbers matter and he was a lot more sensibly into the realm of yeah numbers matter but going fast matters a lot more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, and then also I mean it's a good illustration of what our own egos do in order to preserve themselves. Like yes, I was entered in this race wherein the fastest person wins um and since my ego lost i had to reconstruct it in my own head to be a numbers comparison that i put out more wattage so therefore my ego's okay because i my my number was higher in this side race that i arbitrarily constructed in order to maintain self image or whatever and this is a natural thing that we all we all have done you know, I mean, a whole period of my climbing career where I was saying the summit didn't matter because I didn't get to a lot of them, uh, but it was you know what we did along the way. You know, th- th- this thing and that. I look at that now and I go, yeah. well, I wasn't wrong, but I also was wrong. And yeah,
2: I I happen to align uh, with your thinking on that, not solely for reasons of ego preservation. Okay, but because oftentimes I want to prove to myself that arbitrary constructs of Yes. The halfway point and destination were defined as X. And I'm like, not for me. Mine's 0.937 X because I said it today. Yeah. And I'm not subject to the arbitrary nature of someone else's definition.
0: And I did I did absolutely say that in the context of the summit thing, which was that the summit is an arbitrary construct, even though it is a geographic, you know, sort of thing that exists actually, you know, but I was, but, you know, placing all the emphasis on that is detracting from other things that you know will you can get to the summit and not learn shit or you can miss this you know you can not get to the summit and come home with 10 absolutely transformative lessons about training about nutrition about spiritual uh, aspects of one's existence about the social relationship with your partner about you know any number of things which I think are, I still believe at this time, you know, are, are infinitely more valuable than, um, hence when I watch this 8,000 meter racing shit now um, with, you know, camps helicoptered in and rope sticks from the top down. Uh, pollo, Must just po- make you po- ill. <laughs> it's their wholly wrong spirit. And yet I'm old enough that I'm like, Hey, i get it you're just doing a different like there's not even a comparison like this is uh the difference between i don't know eating spaghetti and uh shooting quail or something you know i don't (laughs) like they're they're not the same they're not the same and in fact they don't even as far as i'm concerned they don't even happen in the same fucking place yeah it was it's
2: funny um Yesterday at the Ironman World Championships in Kona. Yeah. Only the women were racing. Okay. Because for reasons of accommodating all of the athletes post-COVID, the the men were a month ago in Nice, France. Oh, okay. And I watched, amazingly, uh, the four-time runner-up win wire-to-wire. Nice. Uh, a, A British athlete named Lucy. And she... It, it was phenomenal. I will not take anything away from that. The second place finisher finally broke the ten year long standing not not that long but ten year standing marathon record at that place for women. it knocked down from a two fifty twenty six to a two forty eight thirty or something like that a couple okay. of minutes with super shoes carbon plated oh shoes, interesting, which didn't exist ten years ago. So there's this comparison of, "Yay, it was finally broken!" Like, but if you do the math, it's really difficult to compare those generational differences. Yes, I'm not trying to uh, not use the technological advances, but let's be real careful in the way we compare the aerodynamics of the bike and the even the hydrodynamics of the swimming and so forth. Yep, running shoe technology. Nutrition and on and on and on to compare the physical capacities of Marina Carfrey back in twenty fifteen to Anna Howe, who took that marathon record yesterday. let's not even waste the time for comparison. It's quail and eating peanut butter sandwiches or whatever, you, you you whatever yeah <laughs> they're they're not so dissimilar, but it's an unproductive argument of superiority based on your construct because they're not apples to apples,
0: yeah. Exactly. Which, and we see that in a lot of obviously different activities, you know, whatever, whatever those may be. And, and, um, it, it's entertaining, you know, it's like, oh, here's a, here's a milestone, but let's not, let's not start, yeah, you know, congratulating all of ourselves, you know, or whatever the, 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 the development in, I mean, if we think about aerobike technology 15 years ago to now, helmet technology pretty different. clothing technology and as you said the nutrition thing when you know speaking about you know mechanisms um using i don't know probably and this is I, I i only have a loose understanding of what the morton company has done with their gels and uh the the acid buffering product that they make and that kind of thing Um, to basically bypass the stomach and keep things intact until they get into the small intestine Mm -hmm. is fucking insane. It's like... It, 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 there's no way that you know that, that people were tolerating a maximum, absolute maximum on the cutting edge of 300 calories intake per hour, you know, at, ten years ago to now, where and I don't want to say routine because I don't know and I haven't like put my head too deep into it, but you know now shockingly over 400 calories an hour sustained with no stomach upset.
2: I I'll tell you, uh, loaded Joe, this year, I, I use Martin gels, okay, and and for a very brief overview of the hydrogel technology. Yeah. It, when interacting with a very low pH or acidic uh, buffering, a substance, yes. which is stomach acid, which is stomach acid, yeah. It encapsulates into a hydrogel and thus doesn't absorb into the gut causing the GI distress. Passes into the intestines where it can be broken slowly. Yep. And thus you can absorb more calories in the intestines where they're absorbed anyway without yes. the GI distress. I started off loaded to this year at 150 grams an hour for the first few hours. Okay, because it's that's multiplied up by four. You're at 600 calories an hour. Yeah. of mostly maltodextrin. Okay, it's huge. It's huge. You, you said 400. I, I was I was starting at six.
0: So my numbers are and, off by. Fucking and th- many th-
2: people, I pay attention to a variety of podcasts yeah. where they're routinely and extensively meaning meaning duration extended. Yes. One hundred fifty grams an hour, which is six hundred calories of maltodextrin yeah. combinations. The buffering agents is a different problem because buffering acid for a long endurance, long endurance event is is not not the issue. We're talking, yeah, you know, spri- uh, sprinting, ski races, and so forth. But I did taper mine from one hundred fifty to one hundred, so that by the end, I could be sixty to ninety. Okay, because I had preloaded yeah, preloaded yeah preloaded yep and but i always had i mean at my aid stations i'd just take a cinnamon bears and yep. another easily digestible items but sure. my daughter would hand me a you know 10 gels yep in a rubber band i just chuck them in my jersey That didn't exist ten years ago, so let's stop trying to compare.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I mean, um, Rolando Garibotti and I were had a brief text exchange recently when he was marveling at because he's like, "Man, if I could have taken in that many calories per hour during X, Y, or Z effort that I did, you know, when when he was you know one of the top climbers in the world, and certainly endurance-wise, one of I mean, his his record on the Grand, you know, the Cathedral Traverse and the Teton stood for." a long fucking time um you know he was like man if i could have had this nutritional technology advantage advantage back then what i could have done you know it's time travel is what we're talking about is you know like man if i had this then or if so it is not comparable in a way
2: circling back and and maybe coming to a a taper down of where where this conversation feels like it's yeah Reach some valuable learning points. I'm a different person physically, psychologically, and emotionally. Obviously, 20 years ago to today, or even one year ago today, every day we're different because we have the growth of prior. Yes. I'm a different person, yet I carry with me my memories and my psychological dispositions and my temperaments. What this next,
0: I, d- I hate to limit it to a year. Sure phase two can be open ended right and and for my life,
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to keep the lifestyle habit of being with and around my wife and kids doing fun things and capable. I want to pursue some fun challenges like a ten minute fan bike test in twelve weeks again, yeah, <laughs> right, regardless of what the outcome is because that's the growth is I'm not tied to the number or outcome i'm not blind to using technology in root for what it can and is best suited for me in yeah. its use I'm, I'm not defining for another person use your power meter all day long if that makes you feel happy i know where i'm at and i also know that i'm blind to what i don't yet know
0: well said uh, uh right
2: yeah. it's that whole i think in my another portion of the essay I shared with you is that I used to think I knew I used to think I had it all in control. Yeah. I now better recognize that not only did I not, but I'm a way I'm a lot less certain today of what I think is true. So be open and curious to what your body can do. Very possibly, uh, this Nate 3.0, mm-hmm. end point, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe the outcomes will be more faster, stronger, higher than before for other reasons than capacity. Maybe they won't, but I'm not tethered to that in limiting what I'm going to try to do in the intervening time before the test because I'm just me. Living life and I love it. And I'm going to be kind to myself because I think many people, including Blair, have emphasized it can all be taken away so instantly. Yeah. That be really kind to yourself and others today because you might not have it tomorrow. That's who Nate is today. I'm not an airdyne champion. Maybe I will be in twelve weeks, but maybe not. And I'm totally fine with either because I love who I am and who I can continue to improve to be.
0: Wow. To have been your friend and watch you over these fifteen years has been uh, powerful and valuable to me. Also, this like this conversation. This is not. Uh, necess- well, I was going to say, this is not the conversation I expected to have, but based on our communication since you know early September, I was actually kind of expecting to have this. And it's really, it's really cool to see and hear and feel um, your energy right now. And I look forward to end point O. Whatever that is. And <laughs> Whatever the next dip, version. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You've been instrumental. So many people have. I acknowledge that. I'm taking time to acknowledge the important piece you are in how I see and foresee these things in my implementation of life. And uh, I'm happy today that the look that I perceive remember that expectation of expectations isn't the disappointed dad that I have that so easily can be yeah at the same time it's you're a brother to me uh, and thank you for what you have done for me and shown others we can all all of us you included strive to be better and more in life by being better.
0: And sometimes that means uh, being kind to ourselves, (laughs) turns out. Yes,
1: thank you. Thank you.